row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a car? You got COVID? It's over. COVID said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. Like, I think Sean could pull off the hair. I think he could definitely pull off the yeah, hair. Not the color. But not the color or the thickness. Maybe the thickness. All of Cam's passes from this past game at Buffalo, nothing was, was further than 20 yards on the field. Everything was 19 yards and below. Why? What? I've never shot heroin before, but I can probably figure it out. <laughs> I've seen the people that do, and they're not that bright. It's never happened in Belichick's career, ever? Ever. Ever. This is a never, never, never thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for joining us. I am Joey Fats. With me, as always, Mr. Sean Betancourt. Darkness is taking a brief leave of absence from the show, uh, so he will not be joining us for the next several weeks. Uh, but we will have, say, a uh, rotating panel of third people in, uh, just, you know, filling in here and there, doing what it takes to keep the show alive, I baby. Was, I was really pushing for B PJ Pukaki. PJ Pukaki? I was really pushing for my man. You were really pushing for your man there? Well, 774-992-8702, uh, that's the phone number if you want to give us a call. If you want to check out audio only and you don't want to listen to us just on Facebook and you want to be able, you want to be able to listen to us and not type your phone on Facebook, click on that link that I have pinned at the top of the comment section, www.mixler.com backslash joey-fats. You can get all of our shows there. Uh, All of them. As well as get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you can check out Row1Seat1.com. Uh, be sure to give us a like and a share, obviously. It's good to be back, Sean, on the guide. Uh, We're well, back home after well, some... After a brief, mild banning? A brief restriction for a meme I posted several years ago. And then your boy was banned, and is currently still banned. Yes, yeah, Sean so is... So I can, as the, the, the general in the mud chat... Uh, so to speak, every week, I cannot respond to anybody tonight. I apologize. I can no longer like, share, do anything. I'm banned on Facebook right now for posting for posting copyright infringement material, which is total bullshit. But that's besides Facebook's going to lose that battle in the long run. We're just going to stick it out. Uh, we're going to try. We're trying to move away from Facebook anyway. We're going to be going live on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, uh, a well, few different other platforms. Facebook owns Instagram, sadly. Right, but if you, uh, you whatever, who cares if it's Instagram? Yeah, I don't yeah, give a yeah, shit. Yeah, but yeah. no one, no, I've never watched a video on Instagram live anyway. Neither so have I. It's too long. It is what it is. But Twitch and YouTube will be the two big ones that we'll be moving over towards in the next couple of weeks uh, as we get this thing rolling and get going. Uh, but good to have you, Sean. We got a uh, we got a great show lined up here for you guys tonight. We got a lot to get into. Uh, we've got to get into some NBA uh, playoffs. We do. We've got to get into the Knicks and their hatred for Ice Trey. Uh, we've got some video for that. We've got uh, a little bit of insider information, perhaps, that was spilled on Aqib Talib's fantastic Catching Fades podcast uh, by none other than Bronco Safety Kareem Jackson. So we got audio for that. Talib is such a media goldmine. He is a perfect person to have outside, really of, outside of football. Like he really is. He is he is the next Deion Sanders of he will be on TV forever with like his charisma, his speaking ability, his ability to just brighten up the room and always seem like he's laughing and having a good time. Mm -hmm. And like you'll never know what he's gonna say. Anything he can say is completely off the wall, and you'd be like, man, only Talib would say that. 
And it's it's I missed him in New England, man. When he went to Denver, that really sucked. But he was so enjoyable here in New England. I I never understood why he didn't do as well as is as he had in New England and Denver that he did in Tampa Bay. I don't understand that. Yeah, no, he uh he was great in Denver. He was an absolute uh, juggernaut in Denver, and he was he was great. I even had a friend tell me, um, she she passed away uh, since, but she was uh, a, a good friend of ours from work. And she told me she, when we signed when Akeem Talib signed in uh, in Denver, she's like, "You're gonna love him. You're gonna love him. Like his media spots are the best. He's super funny. You're gonna love the way he talks. Like you're gonna love everything about him." And uh, and he is just that. His podcast is awesome. Catch and fades. You can find it on like Spotify, Apple, all the all the regular stuff. This is a shameless plug. We have nothing to do with it. Nope, not uh, at all. It's just a really good football podcast. If you like talking football and you like football from guys sure. who know football, and it's kind of fun to hear. You know. Guys talk off the cuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know about other guys, and you know, and especially like this Kareem Jackson, Deshaun Watson thing. And what I'll say about Tlaib really quick, he had a crazy great one-liner here in New England, and he said uh, he was asked a question about stats, like, "Hey, how do you feel about the the, the, the Patriots' defensive statistics to this point?" And he said, "Listen, I'm going to tell you something." He goes, "The people that the people that bang statistics are the same people that read sheet music and don't listen to the music." And I was like, "Man, that is a creative ass analogy. I never would have thought of, like." That's on, that's that off the cuff though, yes. like and uh, right on a whim, like yeah. like he thought that up immediately. So he's he's a great listen if if you want to hear some out, like outrageous stuff and you want to just hear, find like a funny former player to give you his opinion on things. He's connected. He still knows a lot of guys, a lot of agents. People still talk to him all the time. He goes on a lot of sports shows. He's very much connected. So if you want to listen to some stuff, he's got the uh, the answers for you. He definitely does. We'll get into that. We'll get into Julio Jones, Sean. Oh, breaking your poor little heart going heart, over to the Titans. Heartbreaking. You must have been devastated. I saw this and I was like, I was that little kid gif where he's just like sitting at the kitchen table and just knocks over everything on the table and just goes back to just sitting there. <laughs> I was so pissed. It's like, oh man, it's like finding out like. You know, someone was selling a car for like ten bucks. Like, who gives a shit? The car's ten dollars. Of course, you're gonna buy it. Right, it's a, it's a ten dollar car. Who cares? It's... Yeah, the car could fall. The wheels could fall off in two weeks. It's worth the investment. Still a ten dollar car. Oh my god. So Julio goes to the Titans. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, Brooks and Bryson. Love the this. drama heating up. Uh, we'll get into the match coming up on July sixth. Oh. Phil and Tommy. I might actually watch golf. Oh, where we should we should do like hopefully you know what I'm hoping for is is like it's a rainy. July afternoon here in New England. Go on. So we don't have to feel bad about sitting in the house on July oh, 6th okay. and watching, you know, a, a golfing event. Because I thought you were going to say we should fly there. No, like, if it's because if it's if it's nice and it's like you know warm out and you're you like feel guilty about sitting inside. Yeah, I don't I don't want to. Uh, I don't really want to be sitting in the house and you know. Yeah, I hear you. I wasting hear the you. time, but it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. But we will be watching it July 6th. Tommy and Phil versus Bryson and A Rod. You know, you've got the great all-American Tom Brady, who is one of America's great heroes, versus Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau, who just, you know, hit they just hit bombs, bro. Like, they go to the yeah. driving range, and they make, like, I went to the driving range today, and I was I was piping them out there, like, you know, 290, 300 at, at Caddyshack today, and, and that was the first time in a long time I've done that. And I was, like, feeling like, I was, like, fucking Superman, bro. But listen, DeChambeau. And then these guys go out there, and they're just, like, 400. DeChambeau. <laughs> Uses uh, cleats. How do you Metal feel? cleats. Metal cleats. Metal cleats. <laughs> Much to the dismay of one Brooks Kepka. Dude, I, I don't care what he says. Everyone can say Brooks Kepka is an asshole. He's my kind of guy. I like him so much. He might. He, he, 
Listen, I don't like Brooks Kepka for other reasons. I think he's a douchebag. I don't know anything about him. But not because of not because of his attitude towards Bryson. That has nothing to do with it. I, I love that the Barstool guys found him at the um, the Logan Paul and Mayweather fight. We can talk about that, too. Yeah. The Logan Paul and Mayweather fight. Uh, stool president, he went up in the bleachers. He goes, he goes, what are you doing in the bleachers? He goes, this is my seat. He goes, you're poor. He goes, why are you sitting all the way up there? <laughs> Oh, my uh, God. Good stuff. We'll get into that. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. Obviously, the Lakers are done. They're bounced. Uh, LeBron's changing his number back to number six. No, come on, bro. He is. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about whether or not Kawhi Leonard can get the Clippers to Never Never Land, if you will, the Western Conference Finals as they even up their Series 2-2. Does he even care? Utah. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it, but uh, let's let's dive right into this Julio stuff. Let's get right into the Julio Jones stuff. Okay, we go Julio. Talk. From a from a Patriots perspective, I feel like it's a bigger deal uh, for this area and the and the people around here because a lot of the reports coming out of Patriots camp might suggest that maybe Julio wasn't really necessary to the success of this team this year. And apparently. Uh, of course, all the information floods out after the guys are traded, okay? Yeah. So all the Patriots-connected beat writers have said, listen, the Patriots were interested. The Patriots were not interested in his current cap number. The Patriots were not interested in g- giving more than a fourth. And the Patriots were not interested in giving him a restructured deal. Those were three no-thank-yous right off the bat. Mm-hmm. The Titans were the only team that came out and said, we'll give you a second-round pick, we'll give you additional picks, and we'll pay him his full salary. Which is that not crazy to you? Yes, like, I, I feel like that's yes. I feel like that's crazy that yes. no one else was willing to like. Okay, I get it. All right, the more and and I had this conversation with a couple of my buddies, and I said it's it's crazy to me that Julio Jones would only be worth a second and a fifth. Yes, exactly. Granted, I know he's aging. Who cares? I know his contract is a bit of an albatross. Is it though? It isn't. Not with the cap number jumping up next year like it's going to. Precisely. But it just goes to show you how much NFL teams value their draft stock. It, it I mean, boggles my mind. You've got it's an, not the draft stock, though, not to cut you off. It's not the draft stock. It's also the economic impact of how much little they can pay these rookies. Teams are viewing, if you think about it this way, teams are viewing, I'd rather have a rookie who might not turn into anything for little money as opposed to a guaranteed future first-round Hall of Famer. For $30 million. For $15 million for one year. Or, yeah, 30 for two, whatever Or 30 for two, but yeah. he's not going to play for that second year. But, yes. Right. To me, as as me and you sit here across from each other, there's 53 players that you can have on your roster, 40, whatever they put it at, 46, 47 on active game day rosters now. How don't you have this man? This man is one of the all-time greats from the 20 to 20 on the football field. I, I, I've said this many times. I said it even if it was a Patriot. Mm-hmm. He's an overrated end zone threat. Between the 20s, though, he is one of the most yeah, dominant. Red, a red zone, as a red zone threat, you would, never, you would think Julio would be one of the better ones. But Weak. He, He's, Very weak. I don't know if that was just a product of the way Atlanta used him or if it was just maybe his it's skill him. set. But it's him. Yeah, he, he's not a great, like, touchdown catching guy. But he'll go out and put up 1,800 yards on, on no problem catches. If it's the middle of the field or you need to stretch the field, he's all over it. If you need him to catch it in the end zone, it's a mental block, I think, for him. But besides the point, one of the greatest of all time yeah. to play wide receiver, and he's only worth a second-round pick. And teams begrudgingly will like, the contract is too much. That's what I'm saying too. Like, in, like teams like Indianapolis, uh, uh, teams like San, uh, San Diego, L.A., the Chargers, Even Jacksonville, Jacksonville, teams with like young rosters that could use the talent, know, especially Indianapolis. The veteran Indy, leadership. I think I'm more surprised. Indy. Uh, not only did they 
not go after him as hard as I felt like they should have. Didn't even they ask. They allowed him to go within the division. Didn't even ask. Didn't even call. And that's crazy to me. Didn't even call Pat, Pat McAfee, McCaffrey, whatever. McAfee. McAfee. I'm never going to get that right. Pat called up. Pat knows uh, Pat uh, Mac- Ballard. Pat McAfee. I'm sorry. McAfee. Pat knows Ballard, the GM. Yeah. And he called him. He says, you know, in, in, his, in his raspy voice, why isn't this guy? Oh, he's been, he's been, he's been uh, lobbying for Julio Jones for months. Yes. He's like, he's like, why is this guy? That we have the money. We have the money. Mm-hmm. He's like, why wouldn't you? You have an aging T.Y. He goes, sure, Julio was hurt last year. Sure, but he goes, every other year besides that, Julio's played and put up 1,500 yards almost a year annually. Like, right. it's, it's like, it's death, taxes, Julio Jones putting up 1,400 yards. Yeah, I've had him on my fantasy team for eight years now. Yes, I know. And, and just, no I, I just can't let him go because he's just too good. He's too valuable. And the thing with Julio is... I feel like on a team like Tennessee, where he's with the A.J. Brown and Tannehill and my chocolate stud pony, and I, I feel like that offense got that extra added juice that it needed. Because obviously they lost, they lost they lost, Jonu Smith. They lost Jonu. Uh, but they, I feel like they're getting what they lost with Smith, they're gaining two times with Julio. With experience, playmaking ability, and the ability to stretch the field. John New was going to be more of a blocker, but you have Derrick Henry. How you much got, blocking do you need with you that man? You've got the chocolate stud pony, bro. He's 260 pounds. Right, but you want to block for him as much as you can because when you do, that's the difference between, you know, oh Lord, he a 1,400-yard season and a 2,000-yard season. Correct. You know what I mean? That's, of course. Of so course. So I get it from, like, a Tennessee standpoint, but, but they couldn't afford John New, and they weren't going to afford him anyway. They weren't going to pay him that much money. Not when New England gave him. Nope. And they go out and they get Julio Jones instead. So now you're giving Ryan Tannehill, which, I mean, don't look now, but if you look at the numbers and you compare them, Tannehill to, to you know, the god Pat Mahomes in the you know since he signed with Tennessee. I don't like that statistic. I saw that. I saw that statistic sheet, too. I'm just saying. We should pull it up on screen. And um, if you if you can get it, and I'll talk for a second. Um, I think that's a very skewed statistic. But before we get too much of a tangent on that, to go back to Julio Jones and kind of wrap that up, um, all the Patriots beat reporters going back to him for a second had said, yes, the Patriots wanted him for what they were going to pay, which was a fourth-round pick and a restructured contract. He was never going to do that, so it was pretty much never going to work out unless no other team got into it. But the rumor is, is that the Patriots' front office believes that this team right here, this offensive team they built, which is going to be a running team first, right. a blocking team with double tight end sets, and they'll throw it when they need to with the, with the young receivers they have. And they think they can move the ball effectively with Cam or without Cam. Now, without Cam leads to another topic that we'll get into right after this one. I don't want to bury the lead here, but uh, McCorkle. McCorkle. What a name for that young man, by the way. McCorkle. What a horrible parent. It's a real dick move. But uh, I think you have the stat right now, don't you? Here it comes. Yes, all right. So here okay, so here we go. This is going back to the uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Ryan Tannehill statistic. Now, so I think this was the end of last season, the last regular, end of last regular season. All right, so this is when, the, when these stats were compiled. So, uh, or, or since he took over after um, Mariota was jettisoned. So I don't exactly remember when this was, but this was 24 starts later. I mean, you can see the QB rating, the passing yards. Obviously, Mahomes, you know, he's, he's got a pretty sizable lead there with almost, you know, just 800 and change. Total touchdowns, again, a little bit misleading because Tannehill probably rushed for a couple. That's total touchdowns, not just passing. Uh, interceptions, though, 10. Completion percentage, Tannehill slightly higher. Look, all I'm saying, I'm not saying this is a uh, – 
end-all, be-all statistic here. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is that Ryan Tannehill has been pretty fucking good for the Tennessee Titans. Now, the reason why I I think it's time people put some respect on his name. I think he's been good for the situation he's been put Put in. Put some respect on him. I am not a Tannehill fan. We saw him in Miami. We saw him with basically just him as a raw quarterback. Yeah, he was a project in Miami, and he went to a bad franchise with a bad head coach with a bad GM. Sure did. But then he went to Tennessee, and their whole thing was, you're not the star here. The running backs are going to – we're a run-first offense. That's our team. We'll sprinkle the throws in when we get them. Mm-hmm. And they wanted him to be the guy they moved on from Mariota from because Mariota was, you know, can run around the pocket, scramble, run for some yards, RP, uh, R, uh, RPO offense. And they were getting rid of that. They wanted more of a traditional guy with Tannehill, so it was a complete changeup. Because yep. Vrabel wanted that more guy that sits in the pocket, you know, Run if you have to, but I'd rather prefer you stay in run the Run to make a play, but don't run for the sake of running. Don't be an asshole. Right. We say it all, I say it all the time. Running quarterbacks don't last in this league. I don't care who you are. Never do. Ever, ever, ever. The only guy that's an exception right now is Cam, and you can see him already. Cam's body is completely broken down. It's like year 10. Yeah, okay? and, we'll, and we'll get into that We'll get in to minute. the Cam, too. Um, but let's go to – back to that statistic. That doesn't really show. Patrick Mahomes, if you watch these two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Tannehill, and you watch them on a week-to-week basis without looking at the stats, you're taking Patrick Mahomes 10 times 10 out of 10. 10. The reason why, there's no fucking run game in Kansas City. I don't care what you say about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or you want to throw in uh, Le'Veon Bell, who's shitting all over Andy Reid this week. You want to go to any of these guys. Great. Which is cr- absolutely you want to go to any of these guys, and there was no semblance of a running game. It's always Patrick Mahomes making ridiculous throws, off balance, sideways. I think it, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. Laying ninety degrees flat, you know, parallel to the earth, flicking his, flicking his wrist and throwing it at guys' faces. Yeah, you know? incompletion, whatever. I hate that thing. I said, can your quarterback do this? Throw an incomplete pass? Sure can. Sure, my quarterback. Can th- I've listen, man. I've been a Broncos fan, and for the last five years, all I've watched is guys throw incomplete passes. Okay, absolutely. I have become an expert on watching quarterbacks throw incomplete passes. Of course, that statistic is bullshit. It was made up by a Titans fan, a hundred percent. Yes. Because there's a lot of statistics that are just glossed over. Total, t- like all these things. Like, look, look at that. They're matching up one for one. It's some some the, the no, smell test doesn't smell right. No, there, there. I'm sure if we dove into that a little bit and, yeah. and did it, the, but I guess the the general point of it wasn't to say that uh, that that Tannehill is on Mahomes' level. Clearly, he's not. Okay. No. I have two eyes and I watch football. Of so does everybody else that's uh, that's listening to this show right now. I'm not going to insult their intelligence and try to say that Ryan Tannehill is somehow on the same playing level, you know, somehow on the elite level with Pat Mahomes. That's just a flat-out lie. Mm-hmm. It's irresponsible, and I won't stand for it. Uh, not on this show. We have integrity here. Uh, that being said, integrity. what I'm saying is... Sorry. Nice. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that Tannehill has been playing pretty well, I would say exceptionally well, during his tenure as a starter in Tennessee. Derrick Henry, obviously, has been elite. A.J. Brown, young, upcoming, big-bodied wide receiver. Now you pair him with Julio Jones. That makes this Titans offense a very dynamic, a very, at at worst, a very, very scary offense. Is that the best team in that division? (sighs) Team, maybe. I'm going to say close maybe because I think the Colts' defense this year has the ability to be elite, and I mean like one or two in the league, but I'm going to have to see it from Wentz. Right now, yes, that's the best team in the division. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you, and here's the reason why. For as good as that offense is, their defense is horrendous. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. The Titans' defense is not great. So even it's when, good. It's good. It's got I its think, moments. I think the Colts are the best team in that division still. And that's what I'm saying, though. Team-wise, yes, but offensive. But will it work? Will it, what will translate to more I wins and losses? I, I really feel like the Titans' way of playing ball right now will translate to more wins and losses than the, than the Colts. Now, I could be wrong if Carson Wentz comes out and lights it up and he returns to, <laughs> you know, 2016 Carson Wentz. Big if. That's five by years all, ago. By all means, you know, I'll stand corrected. However, there's a lot going on. And you know what would have gone a long way towards my confidence in Carson Wentz returning to that form? Giving him Julio Jones? Get, getting Julio Jones. That might have helped. Would have been a no-brainer. You touch. have 60, or I'm sorry, you have 40-something million available. What are you waiting for? Right. It, it's kind of weird, right? Like, you don't... It, it, I, I don't understand where, no the, sense to where me. the Colts were at with that. I mean... Don't get me wrong. I know the Colts and Vic Ballard has come out and said this in the pre- in the past when 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 he's spoken to the media, and and he's he's uh, he's done these things. They've they're going to have a lot of their own guys to sign. Uh, very, I get it. Here yes. very very shortly. But still, come on. You can't you can't make an exception. Pay him the full fifteen million. Give him this year, and then the offseason say, let's get you a brand new deal. Let's get you paid. And let's figure this out. Right. That would have been the right. That would have been the right way to go. I would. I would be scared of the Colts. I'm not scared of the Colts because of the quarterback. The Colts don't bother me at all. Like I, I am so. You are such a hater. I'm not. I'm not. I told you. I said. I think once is overblown. I think the same thing is going to happen with Josh Allen. I'm sorry. I do. And until I'm proven otherwise, I'm gonna. I'm your, sticking to my your, guns. Your Josh Allen hate is just absurd. It's it's logic. It's logic. That's what I'm talking about with Josh Allen. Like I know, but you hate Josh Allen to no degree for no it's reason. Not, it's not even hate. I hate people that blow this man <laughs> as if he's like the next the next coming, no pun intended, the next coming <laughs> of like John Elway or the next coming of Jim Kelly. They're like, he's so good. We haven't had a quarterback that's good since Jim Kelly. It's like, well, that's not good for your team, okay? It's pretty bad, actually. Well, they had they had Doug Flutie, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, Doug Flutie was, couldn't bring him anything. He was a midget. He was um, like he was like Tebow before Tebow. He was all hype and like. I just. But I mean, Flutie could actually throw a ball though. But everyone's like, oh, he can run, he can throw, he's he's good looking, and I'm like, I don't know why people throw good looking in there sometimes. Like it's just like that's not a that's not a play my playmaking ability. Right? Uh, yeah, being good looking enhance it. Like if that was if that was the case, you know, Blake Bortles would be like. All pro Blake every Bortles, year. man. I he's just I mean, dumb he, as rocks. Was a handsome man. Handsome as he gets you. I mean, he's got the jawline, like so typical. Like, yeah, you look at him and you're like, that man plays football. That man, hands down. He's in a men's warehouse commercial and he plays football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like Facts. the way you look. Facts. Uh, so, keeping it on the quarterback situations, let's talk about your Patriots, man. Because the report's coming out of New England. It's been two days. Two days. There's been mini camps. There's been some stuff. OTAs. OTAs, uh, a lot of, you know, the organized team activities, the uh, voluntary, mandatory organized team activities that guys love and loathe showing up to. Absolutely. Uh, Everything that we have seen, I couldn't find the video. I couldn't get it in time to uh, to get it clipped and put in so we could show it to you. It was in the Rich Eisen show. Uh, There was a video of Mac Jones making a throw. It's a lot of videos of Mac Jones. And just making a nice, crisp, 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 crisp completion to a receiver. Kendrick Bourne. Boom. Nails it. And then the very next clip is Cam Newton. And he just, like, sails it, like, 15 yards outside in the dirt. No. I get it. They're playing against air. I shouldn't look too much into this. 
But you kind of have to. Cam smashed his hand off a, a guy's helmet last week, so his hand could be kind of sore, and it could be going through it, and it was raining. I'm making a lot of excuses for Cam. I want Cam to be the opening day starter. It was pouring, yeah. It was pouring. I want Cam to be the opening day starter. I really do. I like Cam. I think he's a great person. I, I loved his attitude last year. Even though we were a losing team, I truly enjoyed watching him as quarterback. I mean, it was a nightmare at times. But I really liked watching the games, and I liked, I liked Cam. You didn't love it during the Denver game. Didn't not love it during the Denver game. I didn't love it during a lot of games. I didn't love it during the San Francisco game either. But let me tell you, if all the beat guys, the real beat guys, I'm talking about the Jeff Howes, the Mike Reeses, the guys that, the Tom Currens, the guys that are there all the time and give you an unbiased view because their job depends on it because they're almost to a point where um, they're independent at this point in their career that you go to them for information because they're going to give you an unbiased opinion. If they say, I don't like the way this guy looks, it's probably because yeah. the guy doesn't look good. None right. of, but nobody has said had good things to say about Nikhil Harry. They're like, he just looks like another guy, which is bad news for me. Like, they're just another guy that wasted a first-round pick on, and it just Okay, sucks. fair enough. I mean, it happens. I mean, now, don't, get, don't get me wrong. There's at least one bust in every, you know, first-round wide receiver pick for the, every, every draft. But in that draft... You talk about there's seven guys taken in the first 60 picks. Nikhil Harry is the only guy that potentially is a bust. Somebody was going to have to take him. And, of course, it was Belichick. And, and it was Bill. And Bill's Bill's good. You know, we saw that with Chad Jackson back in 2006. I really thought Chad Jackson on Florida was going to be I somebody. did, too. I thought we – His thought, hands were unbelievable. I thought Denver was going to get Chad Jackson. I was extremely excited about it. Yeah, I thought he was And then they legit. traded away the pick right before him, and they got Javon Walker instead, which was like, chutch. Yeah. Short-lived experiment. Would yeah, have been, would have been great if uh, you know some things had gone different on uh, New Year's Eve in 2006. And, uh, yeah. R.I.P. to the homie Darren Williams. But So um, all the reporters come out and said, listen, what we know and what we see are two different things. We know that Belichick is not going to start a rookie at quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Do we, though? Do it's we? It's never happened in Belichick's history of being on a team. But that doesn't okay. I Ever. get that. I get that. But they were, you know, they had Phil Sims when he was with the Giants, so that was, you know, a little bit, a little different. And Hostetler, you know, there was. It was different. It wasn't like they they didn't have a. They also didn't have a top fifteen pick waiting in the wings, and an aging, broken down veteran, who's out there trying to sling it. And, and Sean, we said this last year, right? Mm -hmm. We watched Cam Newton, and we said something's wrong. Yes. Mid, you know, week five or six, right after the Kansas City game, uh, or right, right, right uh, after the Seattle game, it was, uh, or no, what was the first three games? It was uh, Miami. Miami, Seattle, and then the third game was, uh, oh, fuck me. It I think Seattle matter. was the third game, but it But by matter. the fourth game of the season, we were looking at it, and then he got COVID, and he came back. And he was run down. And we were looking at it, and we're like, something's amiss here, because I've watched Cam Newton play his entire career. I've watched a majority of his games. He couldn't throw the guys 10 yards away. He was missing guys that, Sean, you and I could have hit. Yeah. And, I I don't, mean, and I'm not saying that as, like, to be facetious or no, hyperbole. We're serious. I'm saying, like, okay, if, if you tell me, like, hey, Joey, uh, your life is on the line. You're going to drop back and make this throw. This guy's going to be wide open. I'd have found a way to get him that ball. Or at least be within a foot or two. Or, yeah, like, for example, go back and watch the Denver game. Yes. And watch that fourth down play at the end of the game. Where he missed, I mean, there's a there's a receiver wide open. I mean, it's a busted coverage by the Broncos. Could not get it. It was wide open, and Cam just, I mean, he misses it. And I don't mean misses it by, like, oh, he just shot. missed it. No. It was, like, a good 10 yards. Like, yes. it was a miss. Yes. And we said it. We said there's something wrong with Cam because we know Cam is not this bad. Correct. 
you know, we knew he was, he, he has his moments where his accuracy, you know, is waning or fluctuating, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, Cam's like a, not, like he's, not having, yeah, he's not having a good day today, whatever, so fuck 58% you. 58% passer on average, 58%-ish. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's a couple levels above Tim Tebow, but he's not Tim Tebow bad. No. That, for the, for the majority of the remainder of the season, he looked like Tim Tebow. Yep. Well, he was like a six foot five, 260-pound Tim Tebow, and you're like, Oof, like something's up, dude. Yes. Something's wrong. And now you're watching these videos out of OTAs and you're sitting there saying, It's still not right. Something's still not clicking there. No. Like he's just, he doesn't look the part, right? What did I say before? I have two eyes and I watch football. Okay. I know when something's wrong with the guy. Something's up with Cam. And, I, and you know, we, we talked about it last year. We called it last year. We said his shoulders fry. There's something up. He's like, There's something wrong. With the way he's throwing a football. And it didn't have anything to do with COVID. It wasn't no, COVID related. No. COVID was not ideal at the time, obviously. It, you know, he even said it himself. It was like, you know, it was a huge setback for him. having missed, you know, all of August, you know, all of training camp. Didn't even meet the he guys. He didn't sign was, until like the end of July, beginning of the first week of August. It was August. When he first met the team, it was August. It was, he, he, met, he met his receivers face-to-face for the first time seven days before opening day. Yeah, no, it sucks. You met on Zoom, because, but yeah, face-to-face. Because COVID protocols wouldn't wouldn't allow for it. Yeah, for sure. So he was behind the eight ball from the beginning. And, we, and, I, and listen, I, no one made more excuses for Cam than me last year. Because I said, look. Right, I did too. He, I did the same thing. He's He got signed in, in mid-August. Already it's a bad sign. He didn't meet it. You know, COVID happens. He doesn't meet his teammates until there's no off-season. There's no OTAs. There's no training camp. Nothing. There's no off-season anything. Nothing. And then you're going out and telling this guy, like, all right, go do what you do and shoot, throw shoot. footballs. And you can't expect that level of – you can't expect that in the NFL and expect to have a high level of play. It's just not right. possible. Right. It's like I said last year when they signed him. Name me one good player. Name me one impact player that was signed in the middle of August. It doesn't happen. There uh, are no, I'm sure, I'm sure if we by dug, that, there'd be somebody. But, but by that point, time. by that point, there's nobody good left. Everyone's signed by now. Right. You know the only yeah, way course. you're the only way you're getting an impact Im- impact player right now is through a blockbuster trade. Even then though, you go into the same problem. Name a blockbuster trade that happens late in late in training camp. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because the guys don't have time to acclimate. Right. They need weeks. Those guys come out at the end of the year, but you're like, oh, it's a bust. He's been shit for seven, eight weeks. Well, now it's seventeen weeks, but whatever. But to go back to what we're talking about, all the reports keep saying, listen, we're not saying we know this is gonna happen. But it seems like Belichick is fast tracking, to use a tra- to use a racing term, uh, Belichick is fast tracking Mac Jones. He'll have Hoyer come in immediately after. Now Hoyer's the fourth guy in the depth chart by far. Brian mm-hmm. Hoyer. Cam will go out there and start his snaps immediately, followed by Brian Hoyer. Then it'll go to Mac Jones, and then the next day it came in where it was Mac Jones goes first, and Mac Jones did everything that Brian Hoyer did. A 13-year vet, and they said, he, he learned. They said what happened was they heard it on the field. And these are beat guys who are there, and they listened to it. They listened to all the things. They said, yes, we're nerds. We, we watch the practices against invisible people. We take everything seriously. I'm telling you, the Patriots offensive guys and the coaches, you can see it in their eyes. They're, like, impressed. They said, Mac jo- they said this is a good defense. On paper, this is going to be a very good defense for the Patriots. They said they have a lot of stars. They're stacked in certain positions. They have a lot of – there's a lot of belief in the Patriots organization they're going to have a very good defense this year. 
they said Brian Hoyer went in there and attacked the defense and attacked them downfield because they were weak downfield. There was no Stephon Gilmore. They were young, and they moved it upfield because they weren't going to have they have problems up front with the front seven when they did 11 on 11 drills. They said Mac Jones, okay, I got it. Next day went out and did the same exact thing, and then attacked it downfield. No problems, easy completions. The receivers talk about him throwing a very catchable ball. That's the same thing I keep hearing: catchable ball, catchable ball, catchable yep. ball. And two guys, two reporters, Jeff Howe, Tom Curran, have said, listen, we all said Cam Newton got the job. As soon as he signed that deal, we said Cam Newton's open day starter. They believe there is now a chance where it's 50-50, depending on how Cam the rest of his camp goes. Mac Jones wins this job. You are going to see an, an unbelievable turn of events. Belichick at 70 years old, or almost 70 years old, is going to go with a rookie for the first time in his life. He, that rookie must be something special in order for me to say. And he's the most out-of-shape-looking dude of all time. But to that to that degree, Sean, again, Bill Belichick has never had a top 15 overall pick. No. At quarterback sitting there waiting. Like, they've, he's had Tom Brady since almost day one. Yes. You know, Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Tom Brady steps in and it's like, well, fuck, we don't have anything to do now. We got to roll with this. And Brady steps in and becomes one of the greatest of all time. And I'll, I'll get back to that Brady thing in a second. Joey Fats Radio, row one, C one. Yo. What's going on, man? Hey, buddy. What are you, in a closet? Wow, I can barely hear you guys. What the hell's going on? I don't know. Are you in a closet? I uh, hear a lot of creaking. Hello? Hey, Keith, we're just standing Hello. Here. Can you hear us? I can barely hear you guys. Can you I, hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. That is so weird. Mm, really. I'm going to fire right back. Okay, okay. bye. All right, to go back to the Tom Brady thing for a second, if you remember in that 2000 season, and this is 21 years ago for a lot of us, Brady beat out Damon Hewitt for the backup spot. Yeah. And that was a huge shock to a lot of people. It was, because I thought, I thought he, Damon Hewitt was going to be the guy. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Well, hello. I don't understand what's going on, but I got crazy feedback, but we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Can you hear us now or no? I can hear you, but it sounds like there's aliens in the background. I don't know. I yeah, nothing. that happens. So, Cam Newton is not going to be your week one starter. Why? Bro, we said it last year, and I was just listening to you guys, mm-hmm. and we said it last year. Look at him throwing the ball. He still don't look right when he's throwing the ball in practice. Keith, the motion's wrong. The mechanics are wrong. It just don't look like Cam three years ago. Keith, you're right. It's not Cam three years ago. Cam's three years older. His body, he's the, the man is the biggest quarterback I've ever seen from a built standpoint. He's 6'5", 240 pounds. He's a brick fucking shithouse. He is a linebacker playing quarterback. And his body is taking a toll. And he gets hit a lot for a guy his size. Does it mean he can take it? Sure, but his body's not going to hold up after all those hits constantly over the years. He has always had that herky-jerky, like, lean back, use your back, throw at the ball. He's always had yeah, that. Yeah, he always – Sean, you're right. He has, but – his throw right now looks like Charles Barkley's golf swing. He's got like a hitch in his throw. It looks weird. It's ugly, but it but it works. But Keith, I'm telling you, the only thing, it's two days of playing against air. He's playing against air. Sure, he's missing. We're, we're always seeing online, all we're seeing is the bad passes. We're not seeing any of the other passes he's making. People, someone's showing. Yeah, but Sean, I'm, good- not, I'm not talking about where the ball's ended up. I'm literally talking mechanics. I know. When you mechan- see him up there and you see him throwing the ball, he still has that dropping of the left shoulder and like hitching on his left foot yeah. to torque his back to make the throw. 
You're never going to be accurate with that, and Bill's not going to put up with it if he has Mac Jones in the background. But Bill does put up with it. Bill likes it, though. Bill had plenty of chances last year. We had Stidham and we had Hoyer last year. We had both of them. Both. Uh-huh. And there were games, we talked about the San Francisco game, the Denver game. Shit. I mean, there are so many games where you watch them and you're like, Belichick has to pull this guy, and he never did. He never did. Yeah, but we, we called it. He had no faith in Stid the kid. Okay, why not Hoyer? Hoyer was a veteran. Because he'd rather have the draft pick. No, that's not Bill. That's not Bill. It got him Mac Jones, and my boy is seeing stars when he looks at him. It's like Jimmy G 2.0 when he sees Mac Jones. There's there's no... Dude, don't you steal my line from last year. There is... (laughs) I guarantee you he went to Jimmy back, but it didn't happen. Um... I'm telling you, Belichick Belichick has the 29th... Last year, what we'd say, Belichick's roster was, what, 29th, 30th of, like, talent-wise? Is that fair between the three of us? Like, their roster, if you stack them 1 to 32, what was the Patriots' roster like? Tell, I mean, they were, um, they I were probably have them, like, road. 19 to 22. Yeah, I was just say they were, like, bottom third, but high bottom third. All right, I would yeah. have said, like, yeah. 25 I, I put them in, the, like, the low 20s. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that, okay, like, low 20s, okay. Right. I like, said 25. Your top 16 teams are in the playoffs, and then I would probably put them somewhere from, like, 19 to 23. Somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. Have, I have them a tad lower. Just, I'm just saying, like, the guys that we had. Not the guys that opted out and all the other no, shit. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, but like, you look at the other teams around the league. I mean, there are some, dude, there are some bad teams. Some um, really bad teams. But then at the same yeah, time. Yeah, try moving the phone or something. I'm, like, losing you guys, like, in and out. Oh, sorry. So. Well, I'm playing with stuff right now. Yeah, so he was just on. messing with some stuff. So, listen, I'm saying Belichick was never going to tank. If you had one of the worst rosters in the NFL and you almost go 800 and you don't get eliminated until week 14 of the season, I'm sorry. Like if that's if that's the worst Bel- the worst roster Belichick ever has, and you go seven and nine and get eliminated from the playoffs in week 14, Belichick is gonna come out and fucking blow the doors off the league. Well, this dude, year. we never we never doubted the greatness of Belichick. That that's nothing that we ever doubted. We thought even with the team that he had, they would still be a playoff team, and they were close, really close. I mean, they. Screwed the pooch the last few, three, four weeks, but hey, that happens. When you figure Cam doesn't fumble against Buffalo, they win that game. Oh, the uh, San Francisco game, the Denver game, like it was, it was winnable games Keith, that they Kansas had, City, and they, they just didn't. If they had get anybody it. other than 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 Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham at quarterback, they win the Kansas City. If they have Cam Newton at quarterback, they probably beat Kansas they, City. They beat Kansas City in Kansas City. The team right. that was like everyone was like, "There's no way anybody beats Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs last year." Nobody. And then well, they, yeah, you know, I mean, let's face it. The thing about this is though. You never underestimate Bill when he gets to the playoffs. So, like, even with that misfit roster, if he made it, he still could have won a game. Well, they had, they, they, that would have been one of the teams It's like you would have hate to see. I said it last year. We would have been those old Ravens teams. It's like they have nothing to lose. Nobody expected you to be there. Ray Lewis in the locker room, like, my arm is hanging from a string. Everyone hates us. You know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of attitude they would have had. I loved it. it. Like, that's the Patriots <laughs> team now. All these guys they're collecting, they bring in John U. Smith, they bring in Hunter Henry, they bring in Matthew Judon, they bring in Kendrick Bourne, they bring in Nelson Aguilar, not catching anybody's babies up in here. They bring in all these dudes, and everyone's like, ah, the Patriots still suck, they signed all these guys, they're all overpaid, and they're this and that. All these guys have a huge chip on their shoulder right now, and they're like, everyone thinks we're trash. And then everyone keeps telling Cam, Cam's like, we're doing it right now, Cam's not going to make it, Cam's not going to be the starter, it's already going to be Mac Jones. This team's gonna play with a huge chip on its shoulder, and I, and I just I love being the underdog and like a real underdog, not like the fake Rodney Harrison. Nobody believed in us, and you're 16 and 0, and that's like, come on, dude. Yeah, I'm we're odds on favorite. Yeah, everybody believed in you, but yeah, no, I, I I feel you though. I feel you. So Keith, you think it's McCorkle week one? 
What was that? You think it's McCorkle week one? I, I'm, I say between now and August 25th, you're going to see Mac Jones be promoted to number one. Hey, you know what? As a Patriots fan, I know it's coming. I'd prefer it later because that seems to be history helps quarterbacks that wait. But if Belichick says, hey, he's ready week one, I trust Belichick. He has my full blessing. Well, think to about it this way. You got to think about it this way. What does Belichick love to do? Protect the he ball. He loves to mold the guys to be his guys, right? Yes. He's so a he fresh does. kid coming off of a good program with a coach that he knows, respects, and is friends with. And he are literally going to transition to what Bill, Bill Belichick wants him to be. Nope. You're going to see this season rep- like resemble the 0-2-0-3 season very much with what he did with Tom Brady. Well, 0-2 you're is You're going to see quick, quick routes. You're going to see over the middle. You're going to see dump-offs. You're going to see that offense come back with an exceptional running game. That's what Bill's going to bring that's going to keep Mac Jones comfortable That'll keep him in the starting game for the entire season. Well, I, di- I disagree about the running game. I think the running game will just be average at best. But I Patriots? think, yeah, but oh, I, boy. but I, I think, think I'm, I think you're dead wrong. On I, that but I, I think the tight ends are what's going to be Mac Jones is because what what do you do when you when you've got Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith and you've got a rookie quarterback? What's 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 every rookie quarterback's favorite safety blanket? Their tight, tight end. end. So you get two right, of them. Look at two Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is rookie year when he had Tony Gonzalez. It was like bloop, you know, and that was the, that was exactly it. So. I think I, I think the Patriots are. I, I agree with Keith. I think they're going to revert back to a lot of the things they did that made them successful in the past, which is oh hell yeah, high percentage passes for sure. Lo, you know, low risk. You know, a lot of low risk offense, and then you calculate and you take your shots downfield when you need to. Well, yes. yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be a move the chains offense. It's not going to be big plays. It's not going to be chunk. I mean, they'll take them when they're there, chunk. but you're going to see the ball control. Moving, like, you know, 16 play drives, five, six minutes of possession. I mean, that's what you're going to see out of the Patriots this year. Now that, you Ball said control, that. time of possession, long drives. Now that you, that is going to be their offense. That's the most important thing you said right there. That what you just said, ball control. Belichick, above anything else, covets security. If, if yep. Mac Jones can prove, I'm not going to turn this ball over. I'm not going to make rookie mistakes. That's I'm not gonna the biggest do, thing. If Belichick says... I believe in him the same, if not more than Cam. That's what's going to win him the job. Belichick does not. Well, care and about I think that's what ball. you're going to see as camp goes on. You know, once once you get into like real practices and you know eleven on elevens and stuff like that, that's when you're going to see that jump being taken, where the ball security is going to come into play. That's going to be in Mac Jones's favor. Because think about it: in college, how many interceptions did he throw last year? Three. Mac Jones, he had the yeah. most efficient quarterback season of all time last year. Case in point, and you're going to bring him from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick. Yes, the same. They're going system. to have pretty much the same season. I don't think that that's a, I don't think that's a coincidence either that Bill Belichick drafted the guy that Nick Saban just coached. And on top of it, Mac Jones probably shouldn't have said this draft night, and he could be totally bullshitting us, which he probably is. But I'm glad he said it. He said they asked him, "How does it feel feeling that you could have been drafted third, but then falling to 15th?" He said, "Honestly, I wanted to be drafted by New England since day one." He goes, for me, it was the best fit. Right, and we all said that, too, before going into the draft. I said, look, I think Mac Jones can be a great quarterback in this league. It's going to take the right spot for him to to go to in order to make that happen. And San Fran was on our list. Uh, San Fran, New Orleans, and San Fran was San Fran was 100 percent smoke just to get everybody else scrambling so they didn't go after his guy. Yeah, and, and New England. Those were the big three. That that I think he really could have gone to, and we almost and lost had to Saint, the immense Saint. success in those cities. 
If it wasn't, you yeah, know what I would agree. be great? I agree completely. Keith, not to cut you off really quick, you know what would have been great? If the Jets potentially helped the Patriots again get a franchise quarterback. Yeah, we, we said it We said it live on the air on the draft show. Sean Payton tried desperately in the 11th hour of that pick, the pick 14, to trade up and get Mac Jones. That yeah. was the rumor. Yep. And they said, hey, we just got an offer from the Jets. Uh, can you beat this offer? And Sean Payton said, I'll call you back. Never called him back. The Jets ended up taking that uh, something Varejao, Elijah, offensive yep. line. I can't think of his name right yep. now. And eventually sealed the deal. Knew the, It says as soon as it came on the clock, the Patriots had to pick in within 30 seconds. They knew it was already going to be Mac Jones. And, right. But it would have. isn't it going to be amazing if Mac Jones turns out to be a great quarterback? Like not just good, a great quarterback? Yeah. It's going to be another slap in the face to the, to the Jets organization that Belichick has over them. Like you had a chance – to give away, I mean, it stopped me from getting another franchise quarterback, and you basically blocked yeah, no the doubt. team that was going to take him so I could take him. Thank you. Like, uh, it would be such justice. I would love that, 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 that Belichick that's complete shitting on the Jets for the rest of his career. Well, I think that's, that's I mean, that's inevitable for one, but yes, yeah, I, I agree. Hi. Yeah, apparently. All right, boys, it's getting really hot for me to hear you guys, so good show. Right, uh, I wish I was there with you guys, but obviously – Yep. You know, got a bunch of other shit going on. Sorry, man. No worries, brother. All right, hey, shake it easy. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you guys enjoy, man. I'll be listening to the rest of you guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Later. So, I mean, look, I, I, I think the thing with Mac Jones was there was only a certain select few places that he could have gone to. Hi, babe. Bye. So hot in the face. Uh, there's only a select few cities that he could have gone to where he would have been able to realize his potential. I think New England was one of those three or four places that he could have gone to. I believe him when he says, this was the team I wanted to go to. Why wouldn't he? It's, it's basically, he, he played for Nick Saban. It's basically, you're going to play the exact same place you've been playing and you were successful in. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, what's that? You won national championships and had great success at Alabama? Hey, have you met my friend Bill? Like, uh, Who's at the sidelines wearing Alabama gear? Yeah, right. Roll Tide. Right. <laughs> I was going to go to the Rutgers game today, but... Uh, roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, no, but that's the thing. It's it's crazy because you gotta you got to realize Mac Jones, like a lot of these rookie quarterbacks that come in, like, you know, you're going to see... There's going to be a guy that was drafted this year, whether it's Justin Fields or... Uh, 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 oh, my God. The kid who went to San Francisco. Uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Not going to play. One of those guys is gonna slip up and is gonna end up like I don't want to say like a Jamarcus Russell but like a Sam Bradford yeah you know who that is Zach Wilson Zach okay Zach with the Jets he's going to a bad team bad situation bad ownership he looks like he just came from his like middle middle school prom you haven't really heard anything good his mom very protective of him which is very strange Meh. she's like Dad. nobody talks about my son like that it's like first of all lady you got drafted in New York everyone's gonna good. shit on your son if you don't like getting talked about you yeah, New you York picked the wrong New, place, lady. New York is the absolute wrong fucking situation for you. And I forgot what she said. She said something like passive aggressively, like my son hasn't even played a snap yet. And, they, and people were like, "Dog, <laughs> if you don't want to be judged, don't come to the Northeast." <laughs> and we'll get it's the a, worst place. We'll get into New York fans here in a second because obviously. Oh, what a segue! It was a great video for them. Um, Not the Spider-Man one. Oh yeah. We'll oh, get we're gonna get banned again. It's worth it. It's a perma ban. It's worth it. Uh, but no, 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to get in on this uh, talk. We talked. We started off with uh, Julio going to the Titans, uh, what that means for the Patriots, why the Colts didn't do it, so on and so forth. Then we got into Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Uh, we'll, let's get into a little bit of basketball, Sean, because uh, okay. I, I do – actually, one last thing. I do just want to throw this, this 
this picture up here real quick of uh, our guy, Fitzmagic, playing for the Washington Redskins uh, with the first grade style, you know, like kindergarten send-off picture. Uh, it says, Ryan, first day of year 17. My teacher is Mr. Rivera. I am 38. I'm 74 inches tall. My friends are Terry and Curtis. It is – how can anyone not love this man? How can you not love Ryan Fitzpatrick? Hey, I mean, seriously. He's done the unthinkable. It, he's played 17 fucking years in the league. As a journeyman. And and a good one. In- and, hey, the Fitz magic is, is real. For the first six weeks, he'll sprinkle some wins in there. Everyone's like, we're going to sign this man long term. And then the last <laughs> 10 weeks – what the hell are we thinking? Why did we not not trade this guy at the deadline? What the fuck were we doing? Like, we should have sold high. Every year, someone's like, I can't believe he's this good. And then the same fans, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) It's crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. All those teams, what has he been on, like eight teams? I can't even remember anymore. He's been on a a fourth. I think it's more than that at this point. He's been on a fourth of the roster. Tampa Bay. um, Oh, Jesus Christ, Sean. Tampa Bay, the Jets, Buffalo, Miami. Um, the Rams. All Arizona? Right. You re- are you ready for this? Yes, let's go. All right, so he's been to St. Louis, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Houston, New York, Tampa, and Miami. Eight teams. He's been on a quarter of the league. Yeah. And now Washington. Is that part of the eight? No. That's nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine teams. So Has that he- ever been done before? As a quarterback. I don't – not with this – I mean, yes, probably, but not with this, like, level of success. And I'm, and by success, I mean – Started. I, I, mean, I mean, that – take that in stride. Don't mean – I'm not sitting here saying, like, oh, I got Ryan Fitzpatrick is the greatest quarterback. No, 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 no. Pump the brakes, bro. Joey, we should look up his stats. He might be, like, top 25, top 30 quarterbacks of all time stats-wise because he's played for so goddamn long. Well, let's – you, right, and you. I saw it in your face just then. You're like, you, you might be right. Like, shit. 17 years, there's nothing to fuck around with. All right, so his career, he's started 100, and he's uh, played in 165 games, 146 he started. He's 59 and 86 and 1. <laughs> he's got three, just over 3,000 completions. He's thrown for 34,977 yards, 223 touchdowns, and 169 uh, interceptions. Nice. Now, just to give you some comparison... 34,000 yards. That is a lot of yardage, my man. I won't pull it up, but name me this quarterback. Uh, also, start. he started two, 234 games, so significantly higher number, but roll with me here. Okay. 117 and 117 is his record. Oh, jeez. I already know who it is. 4,800, uh, 40, call it 4,900 completions, 57,000 yards, 366 touchdowns, 244 interceptions. I know who it is. Yeah, of course. It's Eli Manning. Yeah. He's your Hall of Famer. He's 117, 117. I was like, it's Eli. <laughs> it's, he's, it's Eli Manning. I mean, I'm not saying, like, he's, he's, on, he's on pace. I mean, Eli's got, you know, he's cleared him by almost 100 games. Uh, you know, I, I'm like, trying to find does, somebody. Where does he rank all time in yardage passing? That's what I'm curious. Where is he, like, top 50 Let's... at least? He has to be more than top 50. No one's played 17 years and not been, like, a top 50 quarterback. It's it crazy to think. I think Google, the Google machine is uh, is pretty fantastic. So, uh, let's see. This only goes down to number 20, which is Kerry Collins at 40,992. That's number 20? Yeah. He's going to be top 30. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Let me see. This one only go, why does this only let me go down? Let's see if we can go to this. That's ESPN. One. They probably want you to buy ESPN+. Yeah. Plus. Uh, so, let's see. Where is he? Ryan Fitzpatrick, number 30 on the dot. 
Unbelievable. Number 30 on the dot. He is uh he will he will pass Jay Cutler probably in the first game of the season. Uh he'll pass Alex Smith and Jim Kelly. Are you kidding me? I mean, let's be realistic here, dude. He's going to pass Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly in passing yards. If he throws for 40,000 yards, uh, 40,000, if he throws for 4,000 yards this year, Possible. that'll put him at number 23. That'll move him above Dave Craig, just under Johnny Unitas and Joe Montana. I can't even believe that shit. That's insane. Joey Fast Radio, row one, see one. Yeah, boy. Oh, God. I thought you retired. Oh, no, I didn't retire, homeboy. Hey, for Sean, my homie, I just wanted to point out that the Patriots got a guy on their roster named Bill fucking Murray. Yeah, they do. Defensive lineman just letting you know. All right, Plizzy. I think he retired, though. (laughs) Short and sweet today. Oh, he should have talked. I thought thought Bill Murray retired, though. Oh, did you? I think think he retired. Bill fucking Murray. Remember when I did that to you in Stop and Shop one night? That was like 14 years ago. It was. Yeah. You were like working overnights, and I was just like in the aisle, and I heard over. It was like 11 p.m., and I was like, what the fuck? You were talking to, uh, what was that? What was it, Metal George? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was Metal yeah, George. Yeah. Remember Metal George? Yeah, we both. Metal George. Yeah, I haven't seen Metal George in a long time. He's still there, yeah, I think. He's, he's, but, good, um, he's good shit. He is an awesome dude. But I remember we both looked at each other like, that was awesome, but what the fuck? <laughs> That was me. That was just yeah. me. I was just dicking around. Uh, so anyhow, um, but yeah, so Ryan Fitzpatrick could end up in the top 20 all time of passing yards before this is all said and done. You know what, Joey? Let's We're going to be the first ones to do it. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick a Hall of Fame quarterback? <laughs> Let the discussions begin. Well, I mean. Shit. You kind of got to, like. Consider it, right? I mean, he's 30. No, we can't. He's 35th overall in, in touchdowns. We can't. 35th in touchdowns. That's crazy. All right. Uh, That's crazy. <laughs> let's see. So he's got 200. He's got 220, 223 touchdowns. Dan Fouts has 254. Okay, so a 30, 30 more touchdowns. And he's he's knocking on the he's in the top twenty five. He'll he'll pass Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo, Boomer Esiason, Y.A. Tittle, uh, Len Dawson, Jim Kelly, George Blanda, McNabb, Young. This is bananas. I can't even believe this. I mean, let's think about this, dude. He is he's nine touchdowns away from tying Steve Fucking Young. Joey Fats Radio. Yo. Yes. All right, yeah, you got, yeah, Doctors was right, man. You guys' phone is all fucked up. Yeah, shit happens. Ah, well, whatever, I can barely hear you. So since y'all are on the fucking Fitz Magic train right now. Yep. What I want to know is being an Indianapolis Colts fan and witnessing Carson Wentz on the Eagles in Miami against Fitz Magic. Go on. Why is Fitz Magic actually... Better than Carson Wentz, or why is Carson Wentz just a scared pussy? And it makes me fucking scared knowing he's rocking the Colts uniform this year, even with all the weapons and the protection that he has. I watched Fitzy fucking toss fucking two dope passes to Devontae Parker in the end zone, which I was sitting at, by the way, sorry, first hand, and then beat the Eagles in home on one of their worst seasons. And why was Wentz running like a scared little bitch? I'm just kind of fucking I'm, I'm baffled right now. This has to be a row one first where Sean and Plizzy 
are 100%. The handshaking thing, like the fucking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Uh, Carl. In full, Yeah, Carl Weathers. Full agreement on Carson Wentz just being like all out. I'm, I'm telling you, I had the same thing. I said I'd rather sign Fitch. Sean, Plizzy, hating Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm tandem, no, I'm like no, no, I mean, I ain't too fucking sold on fucking Wentz. I think he's like a Sam Bradford 2.0. He's got a bit of a talent, but he's made of fucking glass. You know bingo, what I mean? bingo, 150%. I, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you so much. For the same, for less money, you could have had Fitzmagic probably win you more games in the first uh, half of the season like he always does, and then, you know what, kind of rely on the defense and the running game for Indianapolis. I would have been terrified with Fitzmagic in, uh, in Indianapolis. Carson Wentz, That's I'm like... That's what I'm saying. Fitzy's got more balls, bro. Fitzy's fucking out there to play, dog. He lays it out on He's the got line nothing all the to fucking lose. time. He's got nothing exactly. to lose. Exactly. He's like, hey, exactly. nobody nobody believes in me. I'm 37 years old. I'm still playing the game I love. I have a Harvard graduation, which he always talks about. And he always brings up, he's like, listen, I play this as hard as I can for as well as I can for as long as I can. And Carson Wentz is like, everybody owes me a fucking apology. I'm Carson Wentz. Nah. And it's like, That's dude, what I'm kiss saying, my dude. ass. I, I'm, not, I'm not about that prima donna shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially on my motherfucking team. But the one savior that I do have that'll set his ass to fuck straight in practice and OTAs and shit is Darius Leonard because that's my homeboy. Leonard will come up and smack that motherfucker and tell him, hey, listen, bitch, you're on a real fucking team now, okay? We're uh, playing. It might be you're going to do what you're fucking told to do. It might be Jacob Eason. You shouldn't count him out. Jacob Eason has a nice arm. He played pretty well in college. So, Jacob Eason? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just honestly, I'm more pumped on our backfield. With Jonathan Taylor and Heem Hines and shit like that, than I than I am our Carson Wentz pickup. Yeah, and honestly, you have... I thought the Carson Wentz pickup was kind of fucking stupid. I think they, so they, too. They were scrambling for somebody better than like Brissett and shit like that and, yep. and whatever. And, and you know, they just needed somebody to fill. So now they're gonna throw this like had one good season until he got hurt and they won the Super Bowl that year without him, kind of guy who showed promise. But I really don't think he's gonna fucking pan out. Oh my god, I I can't wait to talk to Plizzy live in person. Like, we, never before have we agreed so strongly on a topic. And, and the funny thing is, no, I, no, I, I'm I, actually kind of baffled, Sean. My, you know what I mean? I, I feel my balls tickle a little bit right now. <laughs> you know? Well, I, that's I mean, kind of natural given the last week, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it I, is. I'm just man. saying, I, 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 I disagree wholeheartedly with both of you. I think the Carson Wentz deal for Indianapolis, I think it made the most sense out of everything. I mean, if yeah, Aaron, unless he gets Aaron, too, and then we're fucking, then where are we? Right. You're, you're right back to where you would have been anyway. Well, you know, whatever, you, you weren't. Look, you weren't. Blo- you weren't getting Aaron Rodgers. You definitely weren't no. getting Deshaun Watson. So who Aaron Rodgers was too late. We had already picked up Wentz fucking months before. Right, A Rod was never coming in. But A Rod might not be leaving. Period. That's the thing. A Rod might have never been available. Now there's been a lot of smoke around A Rod to Denver, and we think you know we heard the reports on draft night. It was almost. It was all but a done deal. And he's playing golf with John Elway a couple of weeks later. And you know maybe they're waiting this thing out and trying right. to play. Right. And it was right. one of the points. It was one of the teams that he brought up specifically that he wanted to play for. Right. He didn't. He didn't mention yeah. Indianapolis as a team that he wanted to play for. So nah, maybe that was never in that, play. You know like I mean? obviously, like okay, if you could have gone and got Matt Stafford. All right, that might have been a, that might that might have been I a better. Definitely would take Matt Stafford a hundred times over fucking. Cotton but is Vic Wentz. Ballard going to give up? The, but you, the thing is, is that you the, the Colts didn't have a Jared Goff to offer the Lions in return. No, not even that. It was plus the draft picks. Plus they get plus. Well, the draft picks were the draft picks the Colts could have done, but it was Jared Goff. It was the draft picks and Jared Goff. So the Lions don't need to go out and say like. 
going into the season with great, we don't have a quarterback. Hey, we got a guy who's been to a Super Bowl. He he's, you know, he's, he's not great, but yeah, we might I be able to figure Yeah, went to the Super Bowl it. and got his fucking ass raped. I mean, right, but at least he's a guy that you, but he, he, but he knows he's been there. He knows how to win. Maybe just right, a little right, change right. Of It takes a little bit of time to get seasoned and shit, but how many times are you going to have to make it to the Super Bowl, which is, you know, whatever percentage, to get fucking seasoned and actually throw some decent – I mean, the Rams fucking team that year should have absolutely steamrolled the fucking Patriots. Agreed. Did, didn't even come close because it scored three they points. they hold them to 13 points or 10 yeah. points, 13 points? They held yeah, the Patriots like 13. That. 13 to 3. 13, 10. To, so I'm like, 13, you 3. Be it was worst, worst, me. one of the worst of all. But they seen. put up like 40 or 50 against the fucking Chiefs in that Thursday night game, like yeah. in the beginning of the season. Oh, my yeah, God. On, everybody man. was like, oh, my God. Jared I know. Golf, me and, me and Dad were watching that game and we're like, holy fuck, what a shootout. This is ridiculous. I honestly thought the Rams. We're going to just fucking annihilate everybody. And then they get to, and, and then, you know, Jared Goff sits there and he sees Tom Brady and Belichick on the sideline. He, you know, he fucking shits out fucking green diarrhea like a little baby. Yeah, McVay blinked. That was the thing. McVay looked across the sideline. Yeah. In a stare down with Belichick and he blinked. We all saw the thing. McVay goes up to Belichick, man, I love you. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you have in store for us. He was basically like blowing Bill and Bill was like, all right, have a good one. Like he just yeah. walked away. It was, yeah. Everyone was like, well, McVeigh had nothing to fucking lose at that point in the Super Bowl. He well, there's, 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 the, there's the difference between the guy who at the time had, you know, seven, seven rings and, you know. But yeah. either way, whatever. I just wanted to get your input on the Fitzy whole thing with fucking Wentz and shit like that. Seeing as how me personally have seen both of them play in person. I'm not too fucking sold on Wentz. Honestly, I think he's going to be probably out with an injury by week three, even with the best offensive fucking line Listen, in the fucking league. Don't yes, forget by that. Far, by far. You might not be wrong about the injury part. It can't predict injuries, and yes, history has told us that Wentz is injury prone. However... Because, right, I mean, look at Derek Carr a couple of years ago. He wasn't even fucking injury prone, and all of a sudden he got smacked up like week 16, and the Raiders just fucking shit the bed, and that was it. Right, but I'm just saying, don't be surprised. All right? Don't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> If Carson Wentz brings the Colts on a on a nice little journey and has them in contention to win the division in you know in December, I'm just saying. Well, I hope we win the division. I'm not sold on the Titans. No Even defense. with Tannehill and with with their new signing of fucking Julio no Jones and Derrick Henry, we've seen superstars go. I mean, we've seen superstars go to decent teams and absolutely do jack shit. <coughs> Randy Moss, the Patriots, <coughs> but either way. I think he should have went somewhere else. I think Julio Jones is a fucking douchebag for going to fucking Tennessee. It wasn't I would his choice. He got traded. That fucking team, but he got traded. It wasn't. It wasn't his choice. But oh, uh, it wasn't his choice. Oh, no. it was. Oh, I thought he chose. No. I thought he had the choice. No. Well, he. Uh, Everything he I was reading, it was like, oh, where's Julio going? He's like, eh, 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 eh. and then all of a sudden, poof! It was just like, all right. So um, Tennessee obviously gave. I haven't been too much, you know, yeah. up on my uh, NFL shit. And That's I okay. Won't be All I know is my August. Calvin Ridley keeper pick goes through the roof yeah, this year. Yeah, it does. Plus, before, well, you, whatever. Plus, before oh, you get yeah, off the phone, I'm, yeah. Before you get off the phone, well, the one thing I'll say to you that we should agree on is that Wentz was made available to 31 teams by by the Eagles. Only one team called, and that was the Colts, and they were the only team to call because I remember the Eagles ba- basically begging the Colts to uh, up their offer. Right. And the Colts that said, tells you something right there. Yes. No team even called. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, Pat, I'm not sold Pat on Wentz. It. I'm not sold on Wentz. He looked like a bitch I when that. I saw him play in Miami. The dude's injury prone. And quite frankly, to be honest, and racist as fuck, I don't like gingers. <laughs> That's what 
you've Ken, gotta, I don't like fucking ginger people. It has nothing to do with quarterback They're highly play. aggressive. No, they're highly aggressive. You can give them a compliment, and they'll flip it one way or another to attack you and make you feel like an <laughs> asshole, like you're being a dick. That's the way gingers are. What are you, Bill Burr? Gingers have no soul. Gingers <laughs> have no heart. And they won't play as hard as you want them to play, given uh, you know Carson Wentz's fucking previous years in the NFL. So I don't like gingers. I don't like Carson Wentz. And I don't like him on my team. So you know what? Whatever. If he win, you know, if he brings us into the fucking into the playoffs, cool, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, we did that with Coolsies. Andrew Luck before we had an awesome fucking line. You know what I mean? Like we had all this shit beforehand. I don't know why all of a sudden we're fucking reaching like we're the most desperate fucking team in the NFL. Like we don't have a good squad, and now we're trying to get fucking. You know, we got Carson Wentz. Like he's gonna do something. Hey, like, I mean, I'm just saying I, I like Carson Wentz for the Colts. I think it's a good fit. Your Look, phone's fixed, by the way. Okay, we did nothing. No, I did. Okay. I just, I just well, turned it off. I, okay. Well, now it doesn't sound like, you know, a fucking <laughs> door stopper. Yeah. Just, no, you know, like, boing. Yeah, no, it yeah. Prob- <laughs> probably sounds a lot better now, right? Yeah, it sounds a lot better. I can actually hear you. Yeah, no, I uh, I found uh, the uh, volume knob for the phone was turned, like, all the way down for some reason. Ah, shit. Yeah. You, you know, I swear to God, yeah. I swear to God, my fucking cat comes up here and just starts twisting knobs while I'm not uh, while yeah. I'm in Well, she also tries to escape prison every day. So I know. She. You would know. think you would think this is Alcatraz and my cat is being trapped in here. Like, she doesn't <laughs> understand how good of a life she lives. But, uh, yeah. fucking meme sauce. Anyway, all right, brother. Well, hey, uh, you joining us in studio next week or what? Yeah, fuck yeah, bro. I'll be there. Shades on, stupid comments, lack of knowledge, the whole thing. All right. Looking so, forward to it. That'd be awesome. I word, homie. I'll catch you guys next week, bro. All right. Later, man. Take care. Oh, <laughs> what a psycho. <laughs> fucking love but that kid. We love that 100% agree on Carson once. I, you guys do. And it's funny because I'm usually the one that's in agreement with one or both of you. But in this in this case, I'm the only one that... We, I don't think me and him have ever agreed... I, Call me crazy, and, and you know what? This might backfire in my face. And will again, I, I acknowledge the fact that Carson Wentz has not had the greatest injury history uh, of anybody who's coming in, who's playing quarterback right now in the league. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if all things are equal and, and health aside, because we can't predict injury, okay, we can sit here and say this guy's more likely to get hurt than this guy sure. because X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. I acknowledge that. Yep. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that the Colts offensive line and that offense, they're going to protect Carson Wentz. They're going to allow him to do what Carson Wentz does, and they're going to allow, they are going to, unlike Philly, because I feel like Philly gave up on him like that, it felt like. In like, an instant. In like, an absolute it, instant. Like he tore his ACL going for the goal line in an MVP caliber season, and they were just like, you know what? Fuck you. And then Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. And, I mean, as Carson Wentz, and we said this before on the show, if you're Carson Wentz and you're in Philadelphia and you're watching the Eagles build a statue to your backup and Doug Peterson, the guy who's not even your coach anymore, and you're watching him build a statue to commemorate a Super Bowl that, like, you know, you weren't a part of, mentally that's got to be earth-shaking. For sure. You know, that's got to be really bad for your psyche. Like, that can't bode well for a guy. So... I agree. I think Carson Wentz needed to get out of Philly. I think Indy was a perfect place for him to go. I'm rooting for him 100% this year because I really want to see him do what we thought he could do all along. Nope. Because, again, I really enjoy Carson Wentz. I like this game. I I want to see him succeed. We'll see. And I want to see him succeed in Indy, and I think he can. So I'll be the odd man out on this one, and, you know, we'll see who's who's eating their words. Keith probably has your back. 
on that one. I think Keith was pro Carson too. Ah, uh, maybe, but you're also very anti Josh Allen, who I think is also going to have you know a fantastic season this year. But you know, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know why? Because I'm either going to be a hundred percent right or a hundred percent wrong. There's no middle. There's no. Well, oh, you'll kinda... find the middle. No, I will you'll not. Find I the middle. will. If he has a good, a very good year, I'll eat my words. If he comes out and shits the bed. I'll be like, I fucking told you. It was a one-off. It was total. It was all Stephon Diggs that gave him all of his strength and power and said, hey, man, just do it to me. I just run down the field. And that was it. He's not wrong. That was it. He's not wrong. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, it, there, was, there was no way. I would have really get... liked to have seen Julio in Buffalo. I think that would have been cool. Buffalo, Dig, Buffalo Dig, has no money. Diggs and Julio? Yeah, every, you can, but you can create money, though. It's the NFL. Buffalo has no tight ends. They need to go out and trade I know, Zach they Ertz. do. They have other needs, which is why they didn't do it. But If they don't get Zach Ertz... That they're going to be as abysmal at tight ends than the Patriots were well, last year. Wasn't Indy after Zach Ertz, too? Uh, yes, because same offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think, Indian, I think Indy and Buffalo are both in, in the market of Zach Ertz. But, but It'll the, be, the I, Eagles, I, I Eagles wouldn't be surprised are, if that happens in the next couple of days. The Eagles are playing like, the Eagles are doing like, oh, you know, give us your best offers. We'll wait six months. Yeah. Like, what, like what, what are they waiting for? It's the Eagles. They blew up the team already. Just Why give they, it the last piece. Listen, bad teams stay bad for a reason, Sean. We know this. How the S- hell did they beat us in the Super Bowl? God damn it. Nick I, Foles. I don't know, but thank God for Big Dick Nick. 774-992-8702. If you want to give us a call. Shit, uh, Nick hit Foles us, would have been better in Indianapolis than Carson Hit us up. Uh, we're talking a little bit of everything right now. We're going to get into some NBA action here on this side of the hour. Oh, man. Uh, let's go. Let's kick this off. So we, we covered uh, Julio to the Titans. Carson Wentz in the Indian. We've got the AFC South. We've got uh, Mac Jones and Cam Newton. I'm a firm believer that Mac Jones will be the opening day starter. I am still on Cam. I just think at, Cam at some point during the during the uh, preseason, okay. it's going to happen, and people are going to look, and they're just going to go, dude, like. <laughs> Lord. And listen, Peyton Manning said it best. Baptism by fire is the way to go. You've got to tell the, let these guys go and learn from their mistakes. You can't have... First ballot Hall of Fame all-time quarterback. Like, people argue is the greatest quarterback of all time. Say, oh, yeah, just throw him out there and see what happens. Dude, you are It's the- not throw him out there and see what happens. It's throw him out there and let them either sink or swim. Because if they sink, they sink. But if they swim, they're going to be great. But this is Peyton Manning. Right. And what did Peyton do in his rookie season? He shut the bed. He set the record. Well, he didn't shut the bed. He set the record for both. Most touchdowns by a rookie at the time. And also most interceptions by a rookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... It works. That but first year, people shit on him. They were like, I they're like, oh, think, he's overblown. But like, I think it, I think it panned out. And, I think they did well. You know, it worked out okay for Peyton Manning. I think he, you know, he's just, you know, he's just the greatest of all time. No Someone should deal. just call Andrew Luck and be like, what are you up to, man? Like, what are you doing? Are you, are you bored? Do you don't think Big Ballard does that like once a week? Like, hey, Andrew, just want to check in, but and he's like, oh, how's it going, guys? No, I'm just. Does he have uh, no head, just a tongue? I'm just, uh, just enjoying uh, retirement out here in California. Uh, sorry, that's a bad Andrew Luck impression, but no, it, I, I, if I was Vic Ballard, I'd be calling Andrew Luck every single day. Like, uh, excuse me, but that was why Peyton, you know, allowed Ursay and and the brass to trade him when you know to let him hit free agency in 2012 when they drafted Luck, and because Peyton was like, no, he's like, you can't have a guy on the. He's like, in order for him to be successful, he needs to start right away. You don't want him sitting on the bench behind me and, and doing that dance. And, and obviously, Peyton didn't want that distraction, blah, 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 blah. But whatever, no, mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Uh, do you want to – actually, you know what? Let's do one more uh, one more football thing before we get into the uh, into the NFL because 
This was a very interesting take. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. Akeem Talib's podcast, Catch and Fades, um, speaking of quarterbacks changing locations, Akeem Talib had on Bronco safety Kareem Jackson, uh, one of his boys, uh, and they had a, a about a 23-minute, I think it was 23-minute or 27-minute podcast. It's, uh, it's snackable. Where, that's the best way to yeah, put it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a great listen. Tlaib is a hilarious listen on a podcast. Hey, man. I highly recommend him. I, he's, he's now one of my dailies. Like, he's one of my – every single time he uploads a, a podcast, he does it. But man. in terms of the Broncos quarterback situation, because we talked about Aaron Rodgers being available, and we don't know if that's any longer the, if that is any longer the case, it seems like even though A-Rod is holding out of minicamp – and his best friend on the team, defensive lineman Bakhtari. How do you say David Bakhtari. Bakhtari. Every time they talk about Aaron Rodgers with him, he uses past tense verbiage. By design? Perhaps. Or, or does he know more that he's leading on? Could be. But Tlaib has some other thoughts. Check uh, this shit out. I don't know. I feel like I just know John a little bit, right? I've been around John. Right. His vet names floating around there, man. I honestly think y'all gonna have to shine soon. I think y'all gonna have to shine soon. No, no bullshit. And if y'all get the shine, bro, y'all definitely a contender immediately. Uh, and, and, immediately. And, and 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 there's no disrespect to the guys we got in that locker room, man. And it's never disrespect, man. This is it, just. I gotta. I, I just gotta on a play. Facetime call. Yeah, I got a, I got a great relationship with Deshaun. I've been talking to him the last couple of weeks, man, and and like all he's been all he's been telling me is like, look, Jack, just tell him like, Come that's where I want to be. Like he like that's where I want to be. I'm like, man, he see the setup, the line straight. He see the setup. He he like, man, listen, that's why I, he like I want to be in Denver. I want he's like in in. Like during the time I was going through, you know, my little free agency thing, and, and then I end up signing back here. Before I signed, he called. He was like, "Man, are you gonna sign?" I was like, "I don't know. I ain't sure yet." He was like, "Well, you know, let me know what you're gonna do, whatever, whatever." And I signed back. He was like, "Listen, man, tell him that like, I want to be in Denver." So I'm like, "Hey, man, hey, y'all hear it, man? You know what Sean would be? Y'all hear it? Y'all hear it? We catching fades, baby. Hey." So far, I let you get out of here, though. We catching yeah. fades, baby. I love I love to leave. I could listen to leave all fucking day. He's he's awesome. He is and he he's a fucking great. He is funny as shit, dude. His like analysis during the games in the NFL is is fantastic. But uh, to piggyback off of that audio. Tlaib still believes that Deshaun Watson is on the table for the Denver Broncos. Deshaun Watson apparently has been telling Kareem Jackson to tell the Broncos, like, hey, I want to be in Denver. Now, you have to wonder, is Denver pitching this against Green Bay and saying, look, we're not giving you Bradley Chubb, Tim Patrick, three firsts, a third, and a fifth, because we can go get Deshaun Watson right Never now. Never thought it was going to cost that much. We know, yeah, like, you know what? We, we like Aaron Rodgers. We'd love to have him as our quarterback. However... That asking price is asinine, and we're not going to do it. So this coming out, it could be either one of two things. It could be a giant smokescreen by the Broncos. They get Kareem Jackson to go out there and, you know, say, like, hey, look. Blowing you know, smoke. Sean Watson still wants to be here. Now the Broncos can look at the Packers and say, listen, bro, you don't want to give us A-Rod for a reasonable offer? He's not going to play for you next year. Who's that poker dude? 
Was it Phil Helmuth? Phil Helmuth. Staring at you like this. With the glasses on. Yeah, with the snake eye glasses staring at you like, you'll move. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, Phil Helmuth, Doyle Brunson. The guy's like, guys, like, what do you got for cards? I got three aces. You only got two cards. <laughs> I got three aces. But I got three aces because I had one on my sleeve. <laughs> uh, but no, they. so maybe they're using them to pitch, pitch them off of each other or whatever and start this kind of bidding war. Yeah. And I think before training camp starts, if, if anything is going to happen with either of these two guys, it'll be before training camp because neither one of these teams wants to bring these guys in, you know, like, it, with a Cam Newton situation mm-hmm. late August. Like, the fact that they're already missing out on OTAs and they're already missing out on this stuff, it starts to, I think, diminish the possibility of either one of them moving to a different team at this point. A bit. Because, again, OTA is not the biggest deal, but you want a guy in the building. You want a guy getting to know his teammates. You want a guy who's going to be able to come out and start to figure out who it is and, and who he's going to be throwing to, how they like, you know, personal preference, things like that. I think the longer this drags out, the the less likely it becomes. But this could just be an ultimate game of chess versus checkers here. And who's playing what, we'll find out. But as a Broncos fan, I'm telling you right now, you give me 10 years of Deshaun Watson oh, come on. versus four years of A-Rod, I'm taking the 10 years of Watson. Of course you would. Watson is that kind of guy, but most people don't have the option. Would you I take mean, 10 years or four years? Like, A-Rod, like, yeah, great. He's 37. I know Brady's still playing in his 40s, but... A-Rod does not seem that committed to football like Brady does. 37. I disagree entirely. I really do. I disagree wholeheartedly. Then maybe because he's with uh, Green Bay and he doesn't like the situation. He it wants, seems like he's disinterested. He just wants to dip out of Green Bay yeah. and, and go somewhere else. And he's going to do that next year. He 2022... He, uh, I'm sorry, t- yeah, 2022, he will be playing for a different team. But there's there's no two ways about it. if I'm wrong, he's not even at OTAs. No, he's not. Which was the first move in his camp to say, move me. Yep. Joey Fast Radio, roll one, seat one. What's going on, big dog? Durant. What's going on, Durant? What's going on, guys? What's good, homie? What do we got? Um, uh, just, uh, just chiming in on your combo, uh, Watson and Rogers. I was going to ask you what your best case, uh, what's the best case scenario in your eyes, but seems like Watson for you. Well, I mean, honestly, like short term, yeah, A Rod's A Rod. You know, if we're talking like the next two, three years, uh, I I love A Rod. Aaron Rod, he's a proven win. He's won. He can get you there. He'll do it. Watson, I think, can do it. And I think Denver's got the the team and and the ability to build a team around him. Especially with the young pieces they have, and you know, and, and he would fit in well. And Sutton and Judy Fant and and so on and so forth. The offense just needs a quarterback. I agree. But and and I think that defense is going to be a, a, a disgustingly good this year. Uh, but so if that's a- the Rod case, where do you think Rogers goes? He might have to eat shit. To be he might. With you. He might have to. If Denver can't make a move for him this off season. I think he might have to take the hit and either A, play for Green Bay this year. Or. Or retire. No. Or do the asshole move and wait until week eight and then come back so he can get full eligibility for a whole that, season. Yeah, that too. Or it has to be week nine now because of the new 17 yeah, games. It's one, it's one, one or the other. other. One or the other. But if he does that, he basically pisses off all his fans that he's like have his back for the most part. And he it's, paints it's himself kind as of a fifty-fifty split in Green Bay. Like I, I mean, I'm not I saying think, I think fans are taking it personal. I'm now. not saying Reddit is the end-all, be-all, but I keep my thumb to the pulse of the the, the Packers Reddit page because I know the Packers fans hate his wife or his girlfriend. They're not happy about her. Uh, they like her. But Durant, I think the only other the only other option 
if Denver, say Denver trades for Watson and right, and all this seems done, done, and done, I think the Packers and the Raiders would make good dancing partners in that scenario. See, I don't know. I, I, John Gruden, I don't understand at all. I, I, he talks great about Derek Carr, and then you hear rumors that he's not happy with but the him. Only reason he why talks I, great, great it, about him again. But hold, hear me out. The only reason I see why that could work is because A-Rod wants out of Green Bay. John Gruden loves Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Jesus, no kidding. Who he's, doesn't? He's not, he's not a fan of Derek Carr, or so it seems. And 50, Derek 50. Carr would actually be beneficial to the Packers. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, and all right. and to make it make even more sense, uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams played together at Fresno State. I don't know if you guys knew that. Okay. I did. I did. Well, I did know that, but I don't think that I don't think the Packers are looking at that. De- as a, Devontae Adams has secretly said he would ask for a trade if Rodgers is not there. In a not so subtle move, he said, "If Rodgers is out, I'm out." And that's where I see the Raiders stepping in. I mean, if you can get your boy you played with at college. Uh, I think the Raiders need a true number one, and then I, I, I honestly think we're in business. Well, like, like a package deal, oh, like Rodgers and him? Uh, well, I'm just saying make a trade for Devontae Adams. Whatever the I can see is, that happening, absolutely. Yeah, but then if you trade away your security blanket for Rodgers, you're basically telling Rodgers, like, we don't want you either. Right. I don't want Rodgers, I want Adams. Right, right, oh, but know, I'm just I'm saying, saying like, oh, that, would only, that would only make sense if Rodgers ended up in Denver. And then Adams was right. like, "Fuck okay. this," Ooh, which uh, which is kind of what we're assuming, yeah. Right, or right, either that, or you're gonna have to wait till 2022. Right, because that would be because the Packers have everything to lose by trading him now, and get everything to gain by allowing him to walk away or trade him next year at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say if the Raiders can find a way to lure Devontae Adams to. To the Raiders, uh, we're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I, think I don't think I don't think so. Not based on that defense. Yeah, the defense struggles again. We made we made moves on defense. We added Yannick Ngakwe. We added Casey Haywood. We I, made like, some moves. I like I like Ngakwe. Thomas a, on the in, interior. We added a few pieces. Not bragging about it, but but they're not that. That's not even still even with those guys, Durant. I don't think that's a top. I'd say, and I don't even think that's a top twelve unit in the league. Maybe not even top fifteen. I think they're like flirting. I don't like think so. I don't middle, think so. Very either. middle of the That's road, fair, like fifteen to twenty-ish. I mean, I don't know if you followed our defense last year. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, they were the worst, I mean, one of the worst in the uh, league. Uh, yeah. Right. So if you can get anywhere to say the middle of the pack or so, I, I think it's enough. I think I think our offense with a Devontae Adams is too much. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I love. I love. Waller. We were the only team to beat the Chiefs last year. Think about that. See, I think that I think the Chiefs are finally going to start coming back to earth, and they can start realizing that they can stop believing in their own bullshit. The guys are getting. The guys are getting older. You know, Kelsey's getting more banged up. Kelsey a few times last year, even though he played great out of his mind, Kelsey was just like at the end of the year was like, God damn, like I'm I'm banged up. And I think if you start infusing talent into that league, like like Rogers said, oh, I would love to play against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. And you get other guys going to that division and be like, I would love to play against the Chiefs twice a year. They've become the hunted now. Like Teams yeah. want to prove themselves against Kansas City. Like, oh, you guys think these are the top dogs? We just beat the shit out of the top dogs. And guys love that stuff, especially if you're a competitor and you have that stuff and you can do that. Absolutely. I think the Chiefs, you know, they're still going to be like a top three team in the AFC. 
But man, they, oh, of course they are. As long as they got Mahomes, Chief, they'll be Chief, a top three. I, I think the Chiefs are the favorite coming out of the AFC. I uh, mean, they they both got that old line. But I truly believe in the Super Bowl hangover curse. It happens every single year. They lost the Super Bowl. They lost badly. And I think that there's going to be like this realization of like, shit, like we're like you know we might be coming back to earth a little bit. And it's probably going to take them a few years to bounce back. They're going to probably need that's, to reload their guys a little bit too. There, but the only. Um, defense I would have for that is Patrick Mahomes. He's just a different breed, and until he gets hurt, like he he had a, he had a non-contact injury the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah but I'm not banking up. on that. I'm no, banking on Mahomes being healthy and taking them deep into the playoffs. Playoffs. All right, Sucks but what to happens? say, but that's just what it is. You're not wrong. I mean, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely there. right. And again, just like I said, I'm not I'm not counting out Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming health going forward here. I'm going to do the same with Pat Mahomes, you know, but you do have to acknowledge the fact that he had the knee injury. He had the toe injury. He's been yep. a little nicked up here the last couple of years. His offensive counterpoint is the line, which they addressed. No, they, so, they got rid of everybody in the offensive line. Every single person they, is gone. I, and they, they didn't really address it. They, they did. They addressed they it. They really did, though. They, they traded for Orlando Brown for the Ravens tackle. They got Kyle Long at guard. Well, Kyle Long, they I don't like. another tackle. Well, I don't remember who, but we, they, they signed the Patriots Joe moves. Thune. They signed Joe Tooney, who's, the, who's like one of the better guards in the league yep. for a guard. They gave him the yep. most money for a guard of all time. They brought, um, not Chris Long, Kyle Long out of retirement. Which Kyle Long, that's doesn't what do I meant. Doesn't yeah, move I the needle for me at all. And you know what I don't like about that? Kyle Long just blew out his not blew out his knee, blew out his quad, and he said he'll be ready for game one of the season. Bad start where you're gonna be you've been retired, you get hurt, and you said I'll be back for week one. That's not gonna work. And then Orlando yeah, Orlando I, Brown. I mean, mm, we Orlando, all Orlando Brown Bowl, doesn't move though. the needle for me. I mean, they were absolutely atrocious on the O line. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life in that yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, Durant, to be honest. You're, you're right. You're right Super Bowl. because I mean, they lost Eric Fisher in what week thirteen? Yeah, like, but still, like that whole year, I felt like that was such a bullshit cop out move. Yeah, the offensive line had a bad game. Guys have bad games. It sucks. It's in the Super Bowl, but at the same time, that whole offensive line did not need to be fired because of that. It was like, come on! Like they had a bad game. You lost the Super Bowl. It well, they sucks. were not a great unit. Let's be honest; they were not great. But to get rid of every single player. It's like a complete overhaul never works either. I would have fired all those guys too after watching that Super Bowl. That was just. I mean, listen, it I said. It wasn't their time. They didn't block nobody. It was I, a potty in the backfield. It all wasn't day. their time. I said, I said Shaq Barrett was probably going to be the Super Bowl MVP, and I don't think I was going to be. I don't think I was that far off. But, dude, like, think of that line. That line was a veteran defensive. Um, uh, like Tampa Bay Bucks line. You had you had Sue. You had Vita V. You had all these Vita guys. V. You had all these guys attacking the line nonstop all game. No, you're right. You can't take you can't take away from that either. Yeah, completely it's, agree. It's just and you know Tampa Bay's defense just balled out of their fucking minds. But the Chiefs were hurt on the O line. So big time, it's a little absolutely. Old. Yeah, big time. Oh no, they absolutely were. They they were 100 percent banged up on the O line, and that was a big story going. We talked about it on this show about how both their tackles were out, and they were they were. The, the, Pat Mahomes was going to have to play the game of his life, and those tackles were going to have to step up and, and fill some pretty big shoes against a daunting, fast, fast, like almost 2007-style Giants defense. Mm -hmm. And they just couldn't do it, and it just... And that was the game plan, too. The game plan was to be... They said 2007 Giants defense in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and I said... The NASCAR fuck. defense. I said, fuck you. As soon as I heard that, I was like, such a bullshit yeah. thing to so, say. So, I mean, I know you said, uh, Sean... I know you said Chiefs uh, top three in the a AFC. So who would you put 
there with the Chiefs, those other two teams. Sadly, I have to put Buffalo there until I prove otherwise because Buffalo has a solid roster. The only thing they have that they don't have is a tight end. I still think they're going to go hard after Zach Ertz. Um, honestly, the third team is a toss-up, to be completely honest with you. I think there's there's several teams that could put themselves in position to kind of be that yeah. team. Um, I like Tennessee. Tennessee, ah, if you heard us earlier, offense, great. Defense, horrific. Like, the defense, that could be one of the worst defenses in the league. And, I, and I be, I'm being nice by saying that. Like, they can't stop anybody. So they might and have to. And that was a good defense just a couple of years ago, which I know. is crazy. They lost everybody. They just, they didn't, they kept paying the offense. They kept bringing in guys for offensive pieces. And it's, that's great, but they just never replenished it on defense. And all the guys they drafted on defense didn't work out. All those linebackers, Rashad Evans has been okay. He's been slow. He's been hurt. Um, it just, it hasn't worked out. I would say, if I had to pick a third team today, gun to my head, It depends who Denver takes. I'll say that. Denver scares me because if they get Aaron Rodgers, they get Deshaun Watson, they're instantly a top three team. If it's if Denver gets nobody and they go with Drew Locke, you guys suck. No offense. And then I'm going to go with... I'll say the Ravens, not because I like Lamar Jackson, just because the Ravens are always there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw you for, for, for I'm gonna throw, well I'm gonna throw out two teams here. Yeah, they are kind of always there. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw two teams to, to both of you guys right now that I think could both be in that mix for top three, and I'm gonna omit the Colts from this because I think they, they because that would be my that Colts would be my defense pick. probably but best in the AFC. Let me throw these two teams out to you right now. All right, the Chargers and the Browns. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And I'll tell you why. The Chargers, I love Justin Heber. And I was totally wrong about him as a quarterback. Same. He, he fucking balls out. I think he needs a lot more help. I don't think the offense is that good around him, sadly. That's true. I and, like the Browns pick, but the Chargers, I'm not going with. You You and me know this story too well, Joe. I know. You know the but I love uh, I love, I love, Herbert, and uh, and I think, look, I, I think the Chargers, if they can just get some guys out there and around him and, and do some things defensively, you know what I mean, to just – not be as shit. That's it. I, like, I mean, this is a seven to yeah. nine team last year, and I feel like they were in a lot of games that were seven points or less. They sure were. And I feel like if they can just kind of learn to win two or three of those games, they could have used Julio. That would have been a massive thing for that kid. Would have been a great move for them, um, but they'll never do that because no, they're the Chargers. Because of the Chargers. And but Cleveland, I will never get on board with Cleveland if Josh, uh, Josh Baker, <laughs> if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. I just I don't believe in him anymore. Don't have it. I, I don't think he's got it he's as a quarterback. He's kind of grown on me. I wasn't a Baker fan at first. He's grown on me a bit. He's shown some maturity, but it's we not, gotta wait and see It's not him. the maturity. It's not the maturity. It's not the commercials for me. It's just the play. He's very inconsistent. He's hesitant with the ball in his hand sometimes. Uh, there are talent. There are times you'll watch. You'll just watch the Browns and you'll be like, "Man, they have all this talent on offense, and they couldn't get a first fucking down." Yeah. And it just boggles your mind. It's like, then they'd come out the next week against a great team and just blow the doors off of them. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on there? It's it's all in his head. It's all in his head. Yeah. And I just think Baker's the wrong person for the job. You give somebody more consistent there at quarterback. Hell, if you put Ryan Tannehill on the Cleveland Browns, I think I'm more scared of the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield just, to me, screams inconsistent, doesn't understand the game yet. And maybe that'll change, but I don't know. Yeah, I like Chiefs, Bills, and Titans for my 
my top three. I mean, that's 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 kind of I think the standard top three going into this into and this God, season I'm, right now. I'm, I hope I'm so wrong on the Bills. I can't wait. I'm licking my lips, right, waiting for it for Josh Allen. I mean, listen, man. If Mac Jones comes out and balls out, don't don't think that New England's not going to have a shot at that division. No, I think the Patriots will be right there with them. I think the Patriots can be anywhere from 11 to 13 wins, to be honest with you, because it's a 17-game season. I think that's how good the defense is going to be. Offense, who the hell knows? I think it's going to be a run-first offense, but I don't know. You're a ride-or-die on Mac Jones at this point. I'm No, I'm ride-or-die with the running backs. We have like five or six running backs right now. Why the hell do you have that many running backs unless you're going to be a run-first team? Power pigs. Oh, that new guy, Rashawn Day. How the hell do you say his name? Stevenson? He's a thick boy. Well, Durant, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping our thumb to the pulse of this oh, A-Rod situation. Durant's our NBA guy. Yeah, let's, cool, ask, let's let's have Durant. Nice talking to you guys. Wait, 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 Durant. Before you go, you're the NBA okay. guy. You usually jump into the NBA talk and lead us into that conversation. Yeah, what do you that's got, true. What do you got Absolutely. for NBA playoff stuff? What do you want to talk about for the NBA? Quick. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of big name injuries this year. You want to talk about Suns and Four? <laughs> Suns in four, that was, that was pretty awesome. Um, we got that video. I to said post. it today. I, I'm rooting for the Suns to win it all. I like CP3. He's a class act. He's been consistent throughout his career. Uh, he's a good player. He's got young, young energy, young talent there. Um, Devin Booker's absolutely ruthless. I, I would like to see the Suns win it of the teams remaining. I would not mind a new team winning. With a, with a bunch of guys who I've not seen in the finals. I mean, yeah, it's always LeBron. Five teams, I believe there's five teams right now that are still in it out of the eight that have never won a championship. Uh, yeah, let's see. So I think the only ones that have won were Milwaukee. Which is shocking. The Sixers. The Sixers and uh, who else is still left? Hold on. I just, I just had it up uh, a second ago. Uh, oh, Atlanta. No, Atlanta's yeah, never Atlanta. won. Atlanta's never won shit. The Milwaukee won in like what fifty eight? Dude, I never remember Milwaukee winning. You guys said Milwaukee. I looked at you like what? I think they won in like fifty eight. That was like sixty plus years ago. I don't count that. Well, I'm just saying in terms of, but and the, yeah, but you're right, Durant. There's the, the majority of the uh, of the of, of who is left has not won uh, a championship. Yeah, so I mean, if, assuming everyone's healthy, I mean, I would still say the Nets are the favorite, but. <sighs> The way things have gone and the Nets aren't healthy, if Milwaukee wins this series, I could see a Milwaukee and Suns in the finals. Please, God, I would pray for that so much. Anybody but the Nets. Literally anybody. Uh, the, Bu- the Bucks won in 1970. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's still been 50, 51 years. So, yeah, shit. but there's five teams in there that have never won it. So I know. I'd rather I have one the of the Suns are one of them also. Just so. as the Suns are definitely one. The Suns have definitely never won one. Just as long as it's not the Nets, I don't care who wins. Honest to God, I really mean that. I'll be so happy with anybody but the Nets. Yeah, and the Suns had some good teams back then with uh, Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire. They Man. had uh, Sean Marion. They had some good teams back then. Yeah, when and, Steve uh, Nash had like they actually got, they got screwed when uh, that ref there was betting on the games. Yes, that's true. He oh, got uh, fucked uh, in that Spurs Tim, series. Tim Donaghy. Oh. I believe it was Ian Donaghy, yeah. I believe. Tim Donaghy. Was, uh, was well, yeah, that was yeah. the finals against that was Mavs Heat. And, I know, uh, but he had bet against the Suns game too. That was like part of like, the oh, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a two-two series, I believe. So, oh Suns yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, no, that goes deep. They, yeah, they, they fixed that series. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely goes deep. It, it definitely goes deep. That was uh, that man was doing uh, that man was doing time in a federal penitentiary. He's all uh, done now for that. Yeah, he's uh, out yeah. now. But yeah, he uh, that guy fucked some people. 
Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah pretty he's, good. He's probably wanted for murder. No, not wanted for me. He's probably wanted to be murdered, not wanted for murder. Nah, he's probably protected at this point because he took care of everybody. Another country. So, yeah, I mean, based, based off the way things have gone with injuries and everything, uh, I could see Bucks and Suns uh, championship. Well, what do you guys think? Please, God. I- I'm dead serious when I say As this. long as it's anything except Brooklyn and the Clippers, I'm happy. I don't, I don't even mind if it's the Clippers. I don't care if it's like the no, emotionless no, it's, Kawhi. I don't care, I don't I don't care, care if it's the Clippers versus the Bucks. I don't care if it's the Nets versus the Jazz. I just don't if, – if, if it's Clippers – Nets. Oh, I got you. I'm, right. I'm just, I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out. Cause it's a, it's yeah, a lose. I honestly kind of forgot about the Clippers, but yeah, everyone, most people did. did. They, I mean, they just tied that series up too, too. I don't think they're gonna have enough to come back and win it, but I don't know. Kawhi doesn't seem like himself to me. I don't know. I mean, right now, uh, the Bucks are kind of blowing the Nets out at the half. Good. Uh, I think, I think they'll go as far as Paul George takes them, and he's super streaky. So, <sighs> if that's as far, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna run into a five game stretch where he just throws up duds. So, <laughs> and he just goes what. You know, playoff Paul. Playoff Paul will actually show up, and uh, then the uh, the Clippers will just exit stage right. You're like, well, yeah. Just watching the gameplay though itself, I really like how the Suns are playing right now. The Suns they are. are playing uh, good they they're playing. I mean, the real. I mean, it's arg- It's debatable that the Western Conference Finals took place in the uh, first round this year with the Lakers and the and the Suns. So nuts. Yeah. And to think that uh, the Lakers were in command of that series up two one, they were toying with the Suns. And then uh, AD gets hurt. LeBron's not 100, percent and that's that. Yeah, and a fun stat: uh, no team has ever won the finals when losing uh, one of the top three scores. So, to really? put that in, yeah, that makes sense. That makes into sense. Perspective. Yeah, no team has ever won when you know losing one of their top three scores to injury. Or- Durant, as the uh, as the consummate LeBron fan in the room right now. How do you feel about LeBron changing his number from 23 back to six? What the fuck? Um, I'm okay. I think he wants to, uh, you know, I think he wore 23 for Mike, you know, for Mike. Everyone, you know, looked up to Michael Jordan grow, growing up. Um, I think he wants to, you know, number six is, is LeBron. That's, you know, he's his own player, and um, I'm cool with it. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Because that to me tells yeah, me okay. that to, that that to me tells me the bad man is back, the angry LeBron, the what should I do, LeBron is and back. He's going for six. He's going for six. I agree. He's going for six, and I think he should get six. I think he can get six with LA. Uh, that being said, it makes my giny tingle, because angry LeBron, chip on his shoulder, LeBron is the best version of LeBron that we see. And it just yeah. makes me so happy when he comes out and absolutely just drops his dick on everyone's shoulders. Yep, he was he was on pace to get his fifth MVP, but uh, this year. Yeah, I mean injuries injuries caught up to everybody this year. It feels he was, like he was balling out, absolutely balling out. Well, I mean the season ended so late last year and began so early this year. Yeah, like, everything guys, was just guys never up. recovered. Right, it was just everything was fucked this year. But I love it. I love villain. I love. What should I do? What should I do? I'm see, LeBron. Like, I'm, what should I do? See, I hope LeBron doesn't retire because I love disliking LeBron. That's what I like about sports. Like, I, I don't like dislike LeBron as a person. LeBron as a person seems oh, like a great me, guy. The day Tom Brady retires, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna be lost. <laughs> I really am. I'm gonna be you, like, oh, you bullshit. You've talked about lately in the last like few months. You've been like, I love Tom. Like, you're like, I've completely 180 on him. You're like, now that he's not in New England. You're like, 
I can't even hate this guy anymore. Well, I always like Tom the person. Yeah. I just hate the fucking Tom the fucking football player. But now you're, like, laughing at shit he does. He, like, makes fun of himself. He's like, I'm... Re- he made fun of himself not knowing the down. He's like, what am I, an idiot? And he's like... He, like, he picks on himself. It's funny. He's fifth down. Yeah. But, no, all right, Durant. Uh, thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, don't be a stranger, man. We haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks, so we were starting to wonder. Well, we were on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Been nice talking to you guys. All right, man. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Shake it easy, man. Okay. Adios. Later, bro. It's a good, 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 good call. I I love angry LeBron. It's my favorite LeBron because he's so vindictive. And then he just becomes such an asshole. And he's like, I'm going to, not only am I going to beat you, but I'm going to make you feel bad about it. And that's when I, that's when I'm like, yes, yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not just, it's fun winning, but it's even more fun when you step on someone else's dick, and then you tell them, ha ha. I would have chosen throat, but okay. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing with Brady. Brady wants to beat people. Step and wants on my to, cubes. And wants to, and wants to like, step, step on their throat and just end them. Yeah. I love that. I love that, like, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Yes. That, that. For sure. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, killer instinct where you're just like, I'm not here to beat you. I'm here to end your soul. Like, I want to end bloodlines. Yes. That's what I want to do right now. I love that. I crave that. I need that. That's what makes sports fun. That's why you love sports. That's why you watch. Because you have that just anger. That's why I want to see Brooks and Bryson duke it out on the course. I've never been more interested in golf than right now. Oh, I hope these guys. We're have still a- holding you to that, by the way. You're gonna to learn to swing a club. I already hit the ring. I played I yesterday. Can swing a club. I'm not I, a so- mentally challenged person. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying I'm not good. He says this until he duffs it four feet out of the tee box. Goes, what do you mean? I thought this game was easy. I never said it was easy. I said I'm gonna be trash, but I can swing a club. The yes, ball, I mean doing the ball the- will go 50 yards. Doing the physical 50, you'll be lucky. 50, 50 yards, meh. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, nah. Okay. We man. played. We played a tournament yesterday, right? So me, Plizzy, and uh, and two buddies of ours, uh, Snell and uh, and Ryan Snell. Good uh, shout out to Snell Golf, uh, for, again for providing us with the balls for the uh, the grip it and sip it. Yep. The the grip and sip Invitational 2021. Big ups to you guys. Uh, so we played Allendale yesterday in the pouring rain. Stupid. Great tournament. Uh, it was for uh, our uh, uh, one of our best friends. Uh, her her dad passed away last year, and they did a memorial tournament uh, in his name. Um, it was unexpected, so it wasn't great. But yeah, it was. Uh, but it was one of the. Uh, I'm gonna say probably top three most fun times I've ever had playing golf. I'm not gonna have fun playing golf. I'm gonna be miserable asshole. Listen, golf is pain. Golf is misery. And that's be, when it's 75, dry, and sunny. You yesterday might, the day it was, I go with you. Yesterday it was 60, pouring rain. And yet it was the probably the second or third most fun I've ever had. The played. day I go with you to play whatever we're doing, 8, 9, 8, 9. We'll do eight, 9. Right? We'll do 9. I don't think you can handle 18 yet. Yeah, okay, 9, whatever the fuck it is. Just record the whole thing because it's first time, last time. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that Brooks Kopika looks like the, one of the greatest guys Kepka. on earth. Whatever. Looks like one of the greatest guys on earth compared to me, and I'm just gonna be like, like sighing at every fucking thing I possibly can. It's gonna be amusing, nonetheless. It's gonna be very amusing. Um, we gotta get to. We gotta get to the NBA. Suns and four. We got Suns and four. All right, let's do Suns and four. We're coming uh, up to the top. So this, uh, this, this video right here, and this is as, as a Denver fan. 
I'm just going to speak to other Denver fans. I don't know the whole video. I don't know the whole thing, what happened before leading up to this. Let's watch it first. Denver fans just do better, man. We got to watch this. No sound? I don't think we have sound. God damn it. Oh, wait. Hold on. I think I know why. All right. Hold on. Yeah, let's try that again. Hold on. All right. Sons in four. Sons in four. After he gets done tuning up this dude to no end. I love how the kid, though, he's like, they act like they're walking away, and the kid's just like, all right, I'm walking away, I'm walking away, I'm walking away. By the way, Denver boy was putting away his chapstick. Hard to be. My man, you have the high ground. You get caught on camera putting away chapstick, and you try to throw a sneaky punch and get your ass handed to you. And he got his ass handed to him. I mean, that dude grabbed his his, nose or ruptured his nose or whatever. Dude grabbed his chain, bent him down, and was like, yeet. And then while he's got this dude with his left hand, he reaches out and punches the other kid in the face with his right. And he's like, you want me to keep fucking your boy up? And then he does. Sons in four. And he's like, sons in four, bitch. Sons in four. And you're like, ooh. That's a bad look. And That's a now, bad. Those kids, I don't know what, what, like, how old those kids are, but like, they can't go back to school or work or wherever it is that they're going back to on they Monday. They need to wear afros. And they just like put on like put on a clown shave nose. Shave your pubes and put it on your face. Shave your head. I don't know. Like, put on the disguise. Like, wear one of those fake mustaches. You know, like. Embarrassing. Utterly embarrassing. I don't. Again, we just talked about it. We don't know the situation. We don't know what's going on. I'm going to be honest with right, you. For all we know, that dude in the Suns jersey was being a wicked antagonist and was saying some pretty awful Stupid shit. shit. Exactly. By the looks of this video, looks pretty poor that these Denver dudes look pretty salty about the guy cheering probably for his own team is winning and decided, I'm going to talk shit to this guy. And the guy got up and said, say it to my face. Something along those lines. Maybe those, mm. those exact words. And the kid's like, let me just put this chapstick away. Goodbye! And just got his ass handed to him. He got it handed to him on a silver platter. And there's another video. I don't have the video, and I apologize. But there's another video where I guess the mascot for Denver was right above them, like on top of like a thing, and he was like, like, like a first row view, like this. <laughs> and then after the fight was over, he's like, like trying to call security. But he watched the whole thing like it was pay per view. Like <laughs> he was just sitting there, just just cheesing. Like, oh man, like we're getting our asses kicked on the court, and these dudes are taking a beating on top of it. That's a bad hit, dude. When your team is getting blown out in an elimination game and then you go in the in the stands and you get tuned up by the fan of the other team. It oh. didn't even seem like the, the other Denver fans were like mad at the Suns oh, guy, though. They were just a like, bad hit, dude. It seemed like the Denver fans were like, oh, these guys kind of deserved it. Like, we can understand. It didn't Which seem a, like anyone was rushing to their aid. They're like, hey, hey. They're like, uh, hey, knock it off. It's just a game. It's just a game. And then the guy's like, Suns in four. Uh, uh, uh. And the guy was like, all right, maybe cut out the Suns in four shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop that. I mean, it's kind of hard when he's in a you know Phoenix jersey and he's like, Suns in four, bitch. Like, spitting on him. And, and like, now, 
for those Jesus. of you for those of you who don't know any Suns players like the like Denver uh, Devin Booker, he's reached out and said, "Anybody knows who this man is? Let me know. I want to invite him to the next game and give him tickets." <laughs> so he's become unofficially the mascot for the Suns. So you'll see him in, the, in mid-court. They'll have him like box like some midget. They'll have, like they'll, that. No, they'll have him box the mascot. Box the mascot. Or I was gonna say box a celebrity. That's all the. Who is the Suns right mascot? Is it just like a giant sun that runs around like a giant? I think guy? it really is. I feel like that would be what it was. Or it's like a guy like with his no, it's face. a coyote. It's a coyote, isn't it? Is it not a coyote? Isn't that the hockey team? Or is it the hockey team? I don't know. The hockey team is the Coyotes. Let me let me look it up. I don't I actually don't know what this Phoenix Suns logo. It's uh, probably it's like a, a heat emoji, a fire emoji face with a muscular body. No, it is not. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. It's the gorilla. Yeah, it's the son's gorilla. Yep. It's I've, a gorilla. I'm dead ass serious. I was today years old when I when I found out their mascot was a gorilla. I mean, look at him. He's so he's so hood. That Hold is on. that is Rilla Rilla from the Las Vegas uh, Raiders uh, fandom. Well, I'm I'm, I'm dead ass serious. That's him. That's Gorilla Rilla. I am no. There is no way. Oh, I can't wait for everybody to see this. There it is. That's the Phoenix Suns mascot. You have to be bullshitting me. No, it's a, it's, it's a. He's a legitimate gorilla, bro. It's like Harambe. That's wild, bro. I completely forgot about that. It doesn't even make sense. I mean, I knew it was some sort of animal. I couldn't remember exactly which one, but that's kind of... Wait, where do they get off? Like, who decided? You're like, hey, we're the Phoenix Suns. What should we have as our mascot? And somebody's like, gorilla. When you think of heat and the sun, gorilla's in the mist. <laughs> <laughs> what? Was Jane Goodall a Phoenix Amy, Suns fan? Amy, good gorilla. Like, yeah, Amy from Congo. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, that would, make, that would actually make more fucking sense. At Enjoy least it could the talk. game. Yeah. All the shit. Like, whatever. It's sure. Like, cool. uh, it's, it, that, was, that was fucking wild. Um, not as wild as this, though, Sean. So this is two weeks old now. Uh, this is the Spider-Man oh, New God. York Knicks video, which... Before you play this, viewer discretion is advised. We do not condone the language that is used in this video because we do not promote or otherwise endorse this video. Endorse this video. But But New uh, York fans are wild. New York fans are fun. Take a listen. Suck my dick, Trey Young. Suck my dick. Fuck Trey Young. Yo, Trey Young looks like my dad's dick. I I never saw my dad's dick. He still looks like shit. I better not catch Trey and Dykeman. I better not catch Trey and Dykeman. Now, yo, give me a shot at it. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. You'll be back. Is Trey Young valid? No. Fuck Trey Young. You motherfucker. I'm going to fuck you up. Could Trey Young come to your hood right now? Hell no. I'll shoot that nigga that's born his ass. Wow, wow. What would you say to Trey Young right now? Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. Yeah, we outside. Yeah! Fuck Trey Young! Bow, 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 bow! If Trey Young was here right now, I'd pull out his fucking hair! Yeah. Fuck Trey Young! Trey Young's born! Trey Young's born! Dude. New-, <sighs> New York fans are something fucking else, man. 
New York fans are something fucking else. I couldn't even believe. When I first saw that, I was like, this has to be fake. It was not fake. It was not fake. That was not fake There's at all. There's more to that. I couldn't find the rest of the video. It's like a 20-minute video of them just walking up and down and like talking to people. The fat kid saying he looks like my dad's dick. That was my favorite part. That was and the highlight for me. immediately, I never saw my dad's dick. <laughs> he looks like my dad's dick. I never see my dad's dick, but he still looks like shit. You're like... <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Did you just compare Trey Young to your dad's phallus? Like he was Jonah Hill from Superbad. <laughs> yes, he was. I immediately realized that he's like, oh my god, I've been outed. Hey, I ain't never seen it. But if I did, it looked like that. But I imagine if my dad's dick did look like somebody, it would be Trey Young. Like, I couldn't even. And Trey Young again. I know we talked so, about I'm him sorry, before. Trey Young loved it. Oh, Ate loved it every up. second of it. Loved every second of it, and he's balling the fuck out because of it, and it is absolutely fantastic. I am rooting for, and I am rooting for in the finals. I want to see, I, I would love to see Atlanta, and fuck it, give me Utah, Atlanta, Utah. I think nah, that would be fun. I don't want Utah. Two smallish market teams, you know, with probably, a little bit the of, lowest ratings with of a lot all time, of, with, 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 with a lot of history behind the both of them. Sure. I, I think it would be a fun. I think that'd be a fun finals. Carmelo. I mean, if we if we're gonna go completely off the fucking script here, like I don't want to see. Hell like, yeah! Why not? I don't want to see like Brooklyn, L.A. Like fuck that. I would kill myself. That's just gonna be. That would just be fucking miserable. Brooklyn makes it to the finals. I I hope just the TV goes. Harden's out. playing right. Uh, Harden started the game right now. I don't know if he's playing any longer, but uh, he definitely started the game, and uh, it doesn't seem to be mattering because the Nets are getting fucked up right now. Seven minutes to go. Now, in Joey, the third, 74-57. Do you believe in karma that the the same foot that Kyrie stomped on the Lucky logo mm. win, he mm. also rolled uh, jogging it past half court? Funny how that works, huh? Funny how that works. Hmm? You stomp on a leprechaun who's known for luck, and he's like, oh, you got to step on me, eh? I don't know if he's Popeye, I guess. I don't know. I was a shitty Irish accent. <laughs> Just disrespected my culture left and right. enough. But, uh, yes, I am a firm believer in the karma system. Yes, I believe that Kyrie uh, got what he deserved. And For sure. Yes, if the if the Nets go on to lose tonight, which it looks like they will, and then they lose again on, uh, uh, what's today, Tuesday, probably, what, Thursday or Friday, I will feel absolutely zero remorse for them bowing out in the second round. Zero. Because... Again, Kyrie, like, I can tolerate a lot of assholes in sports. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is not one of the assholes I can tolerate. I can't tolerate him at like, all. Like, I can tolerate Kanye West more than I can tolerate Ky- Kyrie. Kanye West is crazy, but you, but he understands that you understand that he's crazy. And Kanye is also really, really, really exceptionally good at what he does. Kyrie's Ky- just... Kyrie's really good at what he Kyrie's does, Kyrie's just too. really good. Kyrie... Is like you can't even stand him as a person anymore. But the thing you ever you ever talk to anybody who like tries to defend Kyrie? They're like, "Oh, Kyrie's great. He's so good. He's so this. He's so that." You no know, one denies that. But and they're like, but all they can talk about like, well, is you know he's a top three point guard. I'm like, nah, all right, pump the brakes. Like, mm. well, in the league today, I guess if no, you no, no, had all to, time, no, all time they think he's a top three point guard. A lot of people do. It's a consensus. Thing, I know. You know. Charles Barkley said it, and Shaq almost died. Yeah, I mean, to him. I'm like, did I'm. I don't know. I've been watching the NBA for 30 years plus in my life. I I'm like, I, I feel like I could name four people better than Kyrie Irving at playing. I feel like I could name like 10 if you give me like 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just saying, people are like, well, his handles. His handles are all. I'm like, okay, Who cool. Cares? That's great if we're doing I don't an one mixtape. I mean, Escalade had handles, bro. You know? Don't care. Deep Chocolate had handles. 
just kidding, deep chocolate. It's, it's deep so chocolate's funny. Ben. I always but, thought I always kept calling um, Escalade Cadillac for like the longest time. Yeah, well, no, I know, but yeah. still. And Keith was like, "It's Escalade," and I'm like, "Nah, it's Cadillac." And he's like, "No, nah, it's." I was like, "I like Cadillac." But, but six to one, regardless. Oh. Uh, but no, I, I look. I think this is um, I, I think this is a wrap for for Brooklyn, which is good. Good. I would really love for Utah to pull their hand out of their ass and beat the Clippers and just end this nonsense now. Because the thing is, is like I still love this running joke that we have as Lakers fans. Mm-hmm. When like you go to Alexa and you say, hey, Alexa, how many uh, Western Conference finals have the Clippers been to? And then she explains to you in great detail how they've never been to a Western Conference final. And it's like just way overstated. Like She just says way too much for a very simple, they've never been. And it just makes my day. It just makes my fucking day every single time. I'm just like, yep, fuck you. Fuck the Clippers. I don't give a shit. Like, go fuck yourselves. And I want to see Kawhi and Paul George just fail. I want to see that whole thing just be a fail. I want to see Steve Ballmer and his weird eccentric ass, like, jumping up and down in the fucking seats. Like, want to be a fucking, you fake-ass Mark Cuban. Like, shit, sit the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to see that team gone. Mm-hmm. The only thing I like about the Clippers is Clipper Darrell, and even he's starting to get on my nerves. So, you know, it is what it be, bro. It is what it be. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the Clippers getting eliminated. I'll take that. De- I'll take that bet. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, every- I think sure. everybody for the most part is okay with the Clippers getting eliminated, except Clippers fans. Um, other than that, though, pfft, it ain't nothing. I like the. I would like Phoenix to win. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. <sighs> I would. I. I wouldn't just because I don't like Jay Crowder. <laughs> Wasn't it. he on the Lakers? No, he was a Celtic, you idiot. I know, but didn't he go to the Lakers for like a little bit? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? I could have sworn he was I'm not positive he might have I think he played with oh he might have played with LeBron in uh, Cleveland. I remember I was like he played with LeBron recently and I think it was in Cleveland though. That was that was I don't know. Last year was so weird. Uh, now I want to look it up because I'm curious. He's been in the league a long ass fucking time. No, he was never with the you know, he was with the Heat. Mavs, Celtics, Cavs in 18. It was it was with LeBron. Yep, Jazz. Okay. Grizz. I messed up. Heat now the Suns. Okay. And, and honestly, my hate for Jay Crowder, fairly irrational. I have no real reason to not like him. Because he did a dick salsa dance. No, I, I thought that was great. I actually didn't even mind that. I thought that was funny. Um, just not a guy I enjoy. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it. It's not even like I have, like, again, my hate for a lot of people is fairly irrational. Yeah, me too. I hate the San Francisco Giants. Why? I don't know. I just do. Like, I don't ever want to see them win. They just piss me off when they win. I'm like, fuck you. Like, why? Yeah. They're like, well, they got Tin Lincecum and Pablo and, you know, all these great players. And I'm like, fuck them. That's me with Carson Wentz. I'm like, why? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, I hate Tom Brady, but not because he's not, not anymore. a model American. Well, I used to hate Tom Brady because... He played for the Patriots. Now he doesn't play for the Patriots. I don't have to fucking hate him anymore. It's great. It's, it's kind of re- nice. It's, re- it's relaxing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not rooting for him. No, exactly. I still don't want him to win. I watch Tom Brady. I'm like, hey, Tom, congrats. And then I go shut the TV off. I go to the room and I'm like, bitch. <laughs> and then I curse him under my breath because he did it with somebody else. And I'm like, fucking ho. Yeah, I mean. He, he, he. Ho. Yo. Ho. All right, Sean, let's wrap it up there, brother. Let's uh, let's take off. We'll get back at it next Tuesday night right here, 8 o'clock, uh, live on the New Bedford Guide. There we go. That's what I was going for. That's what you were going for. The chomp. I, I went too far, too far down. This is my son's toy that he told me to bring on air. So Yes. 
you didn't have to. You didn't have to tell meow, anybody. Meow. It could have just been between us. You know, it'd been nice. I think every week I'm gonna bring something different. When they, I heard there's a new. I know we're getting off the air. There's a new Macho Man figure coming Listen, out. Man, I, I got nowhere to go. I'm it's, home. It's the cream of the crop. They're making a Macho Man that comes with a little creamer. No way. I'm buying it. It's going right fucking here. And it's oh, staying fuck here. yeah, dude. We're getting one of those for the studio, hands down. He's like, he holds a little cream of, a little cream of the crop races to the top. I fucking love that. Part. Gotta, that was gotta, one of the best gotta, cuts ever. I got to find like a Mean Gene toy, too. We're going to check in with our boy Dijak, too. We're going to see how he's doing. He's on the main roster. Oh, I know, but we, we I can check. You know, okay, fair. Fair, DMs fair. DMs and DMs, bro. We don't have to, you know. We can get to get him on, but we can, you know, say what's up, brother. How's it going? Thumb on the pulse, baby. That's what we do here at Row One Seat One. All right, until next week, next Tuesday night, we'll be right back here live on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Thank you all for joining us. Again, make sure if you want to check out uh, the show after it's been done, it's wrapped up, you can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google uh, Google Play, all the good spots. Check out RowOneSeatOne.com. Eventually, we'll get that back up and running once we, um, I don't know, we, we, we got to figure out, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, where our web our, our web web service people are, I have no idea. Uh, they've they've since abandoned us, but uh, we'll get that back up and running. Uh, until then, just go to our Facebook page. Make sure you like and share that. We love you guys. Uh, we'll, we do it all for you. Uh, that's why we do it. So uh, peace out. We'll see you next Tuesday. Adios. And uh, y'all just be easy. All right. And uh, peace. Peace.